What is happening? What is going on? What's good, good people? Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this edition of Herb and Two. Alongside Tucson Warner, my name is Herb Howard. Every Wednesday and Friday, we premiere this thing we like to call Herb and Two. Where we get together and talk about issues currently impacting the black community. We talk about how those issues impact us as individuals and also how they impact us as a collective. And along with your help, we talk through these issues in hopes of finding the optimum solutions for how we can overcome said issues. Again, overcome them individually, but perhaps, more importantly, overcome them as a collective. Thank y'all so very much for choosing to be a part of it. We appreciate you. Your input is value. It is certainly appreciated. Please take a quick second to share the broadcast. Share it on your personal page. Share within your personal network with anyone that you think would add value to or find value in this particular conversation. It is our sincere belief that the more like-minded individuals we can get to be a part of it, the better the opportunities we actually have of reaching those aforementioned solutions. So please, 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 if you would be so kind, take a quick second to share the broadcast. Also, subscribe to the page, like the video. All of that helps us grow it. So please, please, please take a quick second to do those things. Again, this is Herbin 2. It is intellectual thuggery at its absolute finest. My name is Herb. His name is 2. 2. What's happening, good brother? Blessed and highly favored family. You usually got so much more emotion when you say that shit. You you really monotone with the shit today. Would you tired of some shit? Nigga, I'm tired. I'm tired of the motherfucker. Well, perk okay. up, nigga. Let's get some uh, shit. Okay, I'm ready. I'm, okay, got I'm ready. I'm ready. But I am I am very, very tired. Yeah, but that's your just, role. I'm the motherfucker who's solemn and quiet. <laughs> <sighs> I just got off the plane. I just got off the plane uh from Atlanta. I feel like half the city was in Atlanta this weekend. Yeah, shout Yeah, I saw the Atlanta Chicago joint. Jav and them sponsored that. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I asked you, did you get up with uh the Moors guys? Because I know they were doing a lot of events with Jav. Nah, Dame hit me up. Um, I was gonna get up with him. I'm supposed to get up with Jay Ella. I'm supposed to do a lot of shit, but it's just, it's just it was so much going on. I figured on. you was in the spot though, because they had Dion Cole somewhere. And I was like, I heard probably caught that shit. Yeah, I didn't do that. I, it was just so much going on, bro. And I was like, yo, I was just trying to make it around and do different stuff. Uh, but I definitely had a good time. The weather wasn't what we had hoped for. It wasn't as warm. It's kind of cold down there this weekend. But Chicago was definitely deep. And I hung out with all the Chicago people in Dallas. They did a Chicago takeover in Dallas a few weeks ago when the Bears played the Cowboys. And I was like, at the end of the weekend, I was like, I just, I've been in Dallas seeing everybody I see at the crib. I'm, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna do Atlanta this weekend. So mm-hmm. I, I, I hung out a little bit on my own. Uh, hit up Blue Flame. I had never been to Blue Flame. I've been to Magic. You had never City. been to Blue Flame. No, I've been to Magic City. I've been to you know a couple other joints, but I had never been to Blue Flame. Man, listen. The last time I was in Atlanta, I was in Atlanta maybe I don't know two months ago or some shit. Right? Yeah. First of all, I hate Atlanta. Let's be clear about that. Right? Why you hate that? I hate Atlanta. I, I hate the South. It's just not for me. Even though I know that's like Mecca for our motherland and everything, but I still don't fuck with the Welcome South. Welcome to all of y'all from the South. It's fine. No yeah, whatever. I still hate the South. But either way, though. <laughs> but I was down there at... So I got conned, first of all. Let me say that. Okay. Right? So I got conned, and I took my lady to what I assume was a Mary J. Blige concert. I was, was already it? upset that I was going to be at a Mary J. Blige concert. What's I wrong? don't like Mary J. Blige. Oh, I, got, I got questions, comments, and concerns, oh, but whatever. go ahead and finish the story. It's not my cup of tea, right? But this shit gets worse. Some shit is just not okay. Do you know this, this was blasphemous. a woman's conference? Oh, yeah, they do it every year down there. Oh, it was some ass. Oh, shit. You hear me? They do that. They something. do like the Essence Festival, which is the same thing. two hours of women empowerment. Oh, God. And that just killed I you. I just wanted to slip my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! What did I? How did I get up? How did I end up here? 
It was like the Tubi movie. Why did probably you, wondering how mad? <laughs> <laughs> Why did you hate it so bad? And then you go back Gee, to like the, court, it was the, the, the night in the club where you met first, <laughs> first of all, it was the woman empowerment shit and the lineup. Oh my god, gee, the city girls. So you got to understand the crowd. Shaka Khan perform and the city girls perform. <laughs> so his motherfuckers in the crowd did it seventeen and seventy seven. I think that's cool, actually. Gee, I was like, this shit is embarrassing. I think that's kind of. I was cool. feeling uncomfortable when the city girls rap because there's somebody grandmama over here next to me, and I'm like, I, I'm embarrassed for them. You know, I like I love the intergenerational conversations. Yeah, I didn't like it at all. And I didn't even know who the fuck the city girls was at the time until they performed. I was like, who are these people? Listen, both of the city girls can walk in here right now. I'll be like, can we help y'all? Like, what? <laughs> I don't know neither and one of them. Mary came on last, right? And I'm assuming Mary's going to be the most entertaining because she's fucking Mary and she might bring in some guests that I might actually like. And she did, right? But we had been there for 22 hours. I was ready to go. Fuck this. Oh, I hate a lot. Hey, man. Shout out to the A. It was a good time. Um, Blue Flame definitely won. I did not win. Best thing about Atlanta is Waffle House and Gladys's. Nigga. I don't even know. First of all, I went to a day party. This is Saturday. I go to one of these day parties, chilling. Now I leave the day party. I go to Blue Flame. Day party was probably over at like 9 or 10 or something like 2 to 10, some shit like that. Day party type shit. Go to Blue Flame, and I don't know what time I left Blue Flame. <laughs> and, and it was just me, too, which I think is kind of creepy. <laughs> I think it's kind of creepy to go to a strip club by yourself. I've never gone to a strip club alone. I've never gone to a strip club without a woman. That was the first time in my life I've ever gone to a strip club without a woman. I've never been to a strip club. Well, name me that. You know how I know you gay? That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> I've been to a strip club with a woman. Oh, you say you've never been with a woman. Yeah, I've, I've only been with women. I, I've never just gone... You know what? My my cousin had a bachelor party thing there, and I I threw that out of my memory because every first of all, I don't know who the fuck told him to pick this damn club that we went to. Every stripper in there looked like Jake. Every one of them, okay? It's white girls. Where was y'all at? Straight up and down. I don't know. One of these goofy ass white. No, we were here somewhere, but like on the outskirts. We had to import the white women. They didn't get that kind of white women. That nigga don't go outside. Like Eric S don't never go outside, so he don't know shit. So I don't know which one of these niggas put this together. But as soon as I pulled up. I said, oh, this is finna be some real fuck shit. We in there, it's baggy G-strings. So that was one of them. It wasn't good. I've been to one of them kind of strip clubs before. You know, you got the homie who really likes, secretly likes white women. Somebody had to be like that. <laughs> and I, as the night went on, you can kind of tell because you was a huge like, excited. How do we end up here? Like, you, <laughs> you're mad excited. I've been pissed for three hours, bro. Like, what are we doing in here? Like, this is foolishness. So I, I threw that off my memory. But that's the only time I've ever been to a strip club without a woman. I think it's more enjoyable to go to a strip club I had a, a big strip club dude anyway though so you know but when in Rome I had to go to I had to go to the strip club I've been so in I Rome a few times and it was it was a good time yeah good. I understand how Rome it was hey <laughs> too I was waiting for you to just start talking about how many strip clubs you've been to and I was gonna be so shocked I was waiting no, I've been it. to a few of them a lot <laughs> Rome is everywhere it <laughs> <laughs> was, was a woman in there I'm not gonna hold y'all I would have married her in a strip club <laughs> on site and took her last name. You would do that. You absolutely would do that. And she could have kept her job. I'm not asking you to quit. I'm not one of them. You shouldn't be doing this. You sh yes, you should. That's God true. put you here to do this. You was born in 86, right? Yep. Yep. You would do it. God put you here to do this. We are, go to work, baby. 
Cause, cause, hey, she was dumb code, dumb code. I had one amongst of them. amongst, one amongst of them a lot of other cold women. I feel it. I've like, only had them experiences like with Miami. Other than that, I never felt like that. Houston was the one I had that. I've heard about Houston, but I had when that King Houston of Diamonds was busting. In, when King of Diamonds was busting in Miami, I did go there, and it was off the chain. It was a stripper named King. Named King. King, nigga. Yeah. She could have had whatever. Matter of fact, I went to I went to the King of Diamonds coming back from my wedding. Come back from my wedding. Somehow we ended up having to stay like in Miami, like for like a couple nights. Or some some shit was happening. Go to go to. Uh, we take our newlywed selves to the King of Diamonds, and we had a time. And okay. With your new wife, you was considered married a new chick, or this was a different experience. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm the married shit was yesterday, nigga. Oh, okay, okay. This was King of Diamonds. This was like 15 years ago. I don't I'm know. I'm talking about the King stripper chick. That was at King of Diamonds, like. 11, 12 years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. Not that I wouldn't have married her. We could have went right back. We could do this again. <laughs> uh, how can we get two of these wife things? Because Shorty is ridiculous. ridiculous. <laughs> they got the honey foot ceilings. She climbed to the top of the honey foot ceilings. Grabbed the pipe. They got pipes in the ceiling I, like I've that. I've seen that move. They grabbed the fucking pipes. <laughs> She's just ass naked, swinging I've, from I've the pipes in the ceiling. You, did you see what the motherfucker failed? Broke her neck with doing yes, that? Yes. Not yeah. cool. Yeah, you shouldn't do that no more. King didn't do that. She wasn't, Shorty wasn't the king. King put one leg back on the pipe, on the pole. Slid a hundred feet down. down. Skirt. Six inch. That must be a regular move. Here, the take everything I got. Okay, yeah, I've That's seen that bunch. I've done. seen that one. Yeah. So anyway, that how, was did, how you don't get like leg burns and shit? I don't know. I don't okay? know either. That's I, weird. Listen, listen. Mm -hmm. Okay. But anyway, let's let's introduce our guest. Let's Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley Munson is here. Ashley, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We are excellent. Thank you so very much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hang out with us. For sure. We truly, truly appreciate it. We look forward to getting into your expertise, your vast knowledge on an array of subjects. But before we do, what's your greatest strip club experience? You know, I don't have any. I grew up in the church, so. Oh, you definitely got to. Oh, trust me. <laughs> I don't. The church people get to popping. I don't. What? I have okay one. Okay, come on. I was passing them. This, right. <laughs> no, this really doesn't count though. Me I was and in Deacon Atlanta. Melba. I had so I was into basketball when I went to undergrad, and I had a few of my associates friends who were on the female basketball team, and so a lot of them lived in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. So I went back with them. Maybe I don't know if it was a random weekend or something, but we ended up in a strip club. It was like an off-brand strip club in Atlanta. So take that. That could for be what brunch. You know what I mean, in Atlanta. Could. <laughs> that is the culture. Could. And I was uncomfortable, but I was just sitting there like, okay. So I went to the bathroom and met somebody. And I was talking okay. to her about right. like her. No, I was talking to her about her life and her experience. You can do Why are you doing this? You I just, don't know. You should, you should walk away from this life. <laughs> and it was Let me introduce so you to like, the Lord. That, that was a part of it for sure. The beginning of that conversation was just like, I don't think, you know how we see stuff on social media that talks about strippers? I had never met one in real life. So I was mm. like, Oh my God, I'm Ashley. What's your name? Like Strawberry. Okay. I forget her name, but she was lit she had the the typical, I guess, story of the the stripper, right? You're paying for school, you're paying for something or whatever. Sure. Maybe lie. Ain't nothing about the school. She was paying for school <laughs> in Atlanta. And I'm like, that's what she told me. Everybody leaves philosophy three oh four. That's when you hit it with the bottoms up, right? <laughs> 
you see you lying to me right. but that's what she told me and then it ended up when my friends found me i was like so do you go to church out here it was really like they were like ashley let's go because what are you doing so <laughs> that was my first and last trip club experience which i really don't count because i was just like all right the food was fire though uh Okay. That's, that is a lot of culture, though. That's, that's true. That is where they yeah. hang out at. That's where they eat at. That's everything. That's yeah. rather church. That's true. I hate right after the pastors be there with them. Right. <laughs> with the, no comment. With the with the with the little bucket. In a lot of ways, it's the same lesson. They pulling the single straight out. Hey. Straight <laughs> out. Not my ties and off- offering. Hey, a lot of ways, it's the same as that hustle. <sighs> For, for a lot of the older ladies, the, the, the church is just like the strip club. Okay. They there for the pastor. This is true. And they putting dollars in the motherfucking thing for the pastor. Ooh. That's true. Go to any big church. As soon as that pastor get married, half the congregation leave that motherfucker. <laughs> it be the... It's you're not wrong. You're not be, wrong. It be the... He chose, girl. We got to move on. It be the fake admiration for the first lady. Oh, for yeah, me. that's the yeah. Like, they, 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 ooh, you can, you can just feel the fake energy. I know the first ladies can feel it because I can feel it for them. You're like, ooh, they, they all hate you. All of them? All mm. of them. She might get like one sincere hug. She got a hug. 300 people, though. <laughs> 299, I'm like, bitch, I will kill you. Because <laughs> they want the pastor. That's horrible. That's true. But it's the truth. It is and true. Yeah. It is true. All right, Miss Ashley. You don't know about strip clubs. I don't tell know. The people what, tell the people what you do know about. Tell the people your expertise. Let us know a little bit about Ashley Monson. Sure. Um, I'm a lobbyist and advocate. Um, I did the whole poli sci global studies thing for college and I thought we were Rachel Friday real fast. I'm like, wait, <laughs> okay, no. now we talking. <laughs> no, I started in poli sci working say, for what? the. Right. <laughs> you perking up now? I can't. I'm sorry. No, no apologies needed. So I started working <laughs> for the former Speaker of the House, um, in uh, Springfield. So that's how I got started. But from that, I've always advocated for environmental justice black and brown education in Chicago um, and now food insecurity. Mm. And so outside of that, I do a lot. I call myself a community connector. I like that. Community activist has been abused. um, Truly. It has been bastardized, hasn't it? It has. And it's sad because there's a lot of people out there actually active, right? Doing the work. Mm -hmm. And I'll still use it for when, for lack of better words in some settings, but I like to connect Communities. I also use the term as being the one that connects um, the streets to the state house. Love it. Because I know community efforts, still building relationships on the ground, but I do know elected officials because of my work. So I want to connect elected officials to the folks that are on the ground actually doing the work and show people on the ground it's not that hard to get a policy passed, especially if y'all are already doing the work. You just need the resources and the backing. So that's my expertise. And I think... um, I have a show called Today with Munson. It's new. I did a pilot episode for my birthday, but it's basically a mixture of SNL and The Tonight Show, mm. but it's focused on civics. It's really like, she's for the people. She's great conversation. She's funny, but she's also conveying her messages. So for you, what's next, Alderwoman? I know we talked about all the stuff we got to do. I mean, it's a lot of turnover in city council, which mm-hmm. is another conversation for another day. But why? Okay. You won't talk about it. Woo! There are no hiding place for these folks no more. You got to do your job. Every time we vote, it's on the screen. You ain't got to wait for the transcripts. You can see what people vote. You can see what they say. You can see that they've been voting in our interest since they got in the office. It's time for some of them to go. Bye. Toodaloo. 
Mm-hmm. That's the basic thing. It's taking comedy and civics and helping everyday people understand, like, this is your alderman. This sure. is what a state rep does. So that's my expertise, taking hard that. issues and making be, them It needs simple. to be broken down like that. People don't really Facts. know. Facts. It's not made for us to understand. So why mm. why would somebody take the time to do it? And the folks that should take the time, they're already in office making money, and mm. most of them forget where they come, they come from. Mm. It's amazing how that connector thing works, right? Yeah. You said you was a lobbyist, and you know a lot of elected officials because of your, you know, your work history. I know a lot of elected officials because of my work history, too. Like when I was younger and I had the drugs, that's when I met a lot of elected officials. You got <laughs> to relax. I was connectors. Man. I was a connector there. You know what I mean? It's amazing how that works. You got to relax. Do what you got to do sometimes. You know what I mean? You got to do what you got to do. do. Open up a lot of doors for me. Shout out to y'all. Everybody got those top drawers and <laughs> elected officials. Salute. Hey, you got to relax, man. It's the truth, though. Yeah, you know the truth. You know the truth. It's true. I can name you motherfuckers, too. I know your no, names. No, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to name we're you, but I know your names. We're not going to do that. Y'all still hold office. Talking about the hoes? Oh, nigga. We're not going to do that. Him too. Listen, it's the truth, though. It's, I not, know it's the truth. It's the truth. I didn't tell you. I didn't say I've, their names. I've had, I've had entertaining nights with some of these people. I know. You got to relax, We didn't though. talk about that person. No, not that person. Those, those people. Right, I'm talking you got to relax. <laughs> you guys, a lot of these wonderful people. Right. He used to help me. <laughs> there, there are he's and she's. You got to relax. I'm just saying. You it's have to truth. relax. You got to relax. It's the truth. It is the, the best truth. part about this is this is actually tea, and I'm sipping it while you got it. Right, right. <laughs> Great stuff. You got to relax. It's the man. truth. Stop it. There used to be a, a legitimate whorehouse. Like, there's no real other way to explain it. It was a legitimate whorehouse on 51st at LaSalle. Like, see, y'all be thinking I live a certain kind of life. I know these things, e It was a legitimate whorehouse on 50th. No, it's probably like 57th and LaSalle. And you would be amazed at who walked through those doors. You would fucking be amazed. It was a, it was an interesting place. Can you cut I'm going to stop right now, but I just want to get that off my chest. I, I want you to stop. <laughs> it's a Patreon story. And I'll tell Dave's on there. I'm reminded, of a, I'm reminded of, of a scene in The Wire when they, they raid a brothel. And then they... Take all of everything they found. They take it back to the police chief, and he like y'all. Y'all not done a brothel? He said, "Look, if you find anything in there that looks like a ledger of steady clients, burn that, burn motherfucker. that motherfucker." Like you crazy as hell. You know who be in there? Like nah, be Joe. Amazing. This nah, shit is fifty seventh in the south. You see random white people walking in out that motherfucker. Like, hey man, y'all y'all comfortable getting another hey, coffee? You gotta relax, bro. It's interesting to me. You gotta relax. Um, <laughs> just so interesting. What did the community let slide and what they don't let slide? You know what I mean? Why you why you ain't arresting them motherfuckers but the little nigga push your packs in front of the grocery store, he's a problem. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, you know, I say all the time, all, every fucking, all these Walgreens, CVS, ain't nothing but open market traps, yeah, trap houses. They, like, they just, they, they ain't nothing but the trap all day long, but it's legal for y'all. Y'all selling everything out that motherfucker. Shorty around the corner sell $10 worth of weed. Y'all finna slam his ass. Like, come on, man. Y'all gotta relax. But, um, I do like the connectivity though I do like the ability To connect the streets To the suites The streets to the state house It's important I love that And when you talk about These things Which I hope you don't Continue to talk about It shows The relatively thin line Between the two yeah. You know what I mean Yeah um, It's not They aren't worlds apart You know what I mean These, these activities The stuff that humans Are into Right <laughs> Like it just It's not that far apart And so um, one thing you gotta know about a nation is that you can't have one if you can't protect it, mm-hmm. right? That's why the nation of Islam has the FOI. Mm-hmm. 
right? There's no such thing as a nation without protection. Sure. Right? You can't have a nation without an army. So that it's not that there's connectivity. That in, in reality, there's no separation, mm. right? The police are the white version of our streets. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There, there is no disconnection from the warrior class to the pseudo-elite classes. They're all necessities in forming and building a nation. Yeah. Which is why, to your point about who can come in and out the house on 50th and LaSalle. Well, it was white people. They they, they got their own day. So I'm saying, they, there is no risk of 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 prosecution. You know what I mean? That's, that's your, that's, that's well, your defense team over there. But we shouldn't have been ordaining that shit. Some of the, we should have had different levels of rules. Like, we should have let them come in. We should have had them set up to get robbed when they walked out the door. It should have been some rules. You got to relax, with bruh. No, I'm serious. It's the game. I'm with it for the reparations, but you better it, relax. It's the game, man. It it's, wouldn't have lasted. The house would have been ready the next day. Mm, I doubt it. Yes. Because them people married and got them kind they of- They ain't going to keep it a secret? They ain't telling. It ain't going to hit public, but the house going to get when shut down. When drug dealer get robbed, he's not calling the police. No. Right? When everybody's playing The illegal the drug law, dealer. The sanctioned drug dealer can do what he want. When everybody Don't plays. tell my wife, but close but down that motherfucking house on 50th and you running pussy from underage girls, you, going to, you playing against the law. So you're not going to tell. They playing against the law? Yeah. You think Jeffrey Epstein, Donald Trump, and all them was playing against the law when they trafficking little girls across the fucking world? Publicly, yeah. That's why it so was public. That's what I'm saying. planes and all that. But that's what again, I'm saying. So again, so if some shit happened in that underworld, they had to deal with it in the underworld way. Right. Shut so that shit up. They ain't telling. You know what I'm saying? You can nah, take it ain't gonna, them too. It ain't going to be on the cover of the Sun-Times the next day, but that motherfucker is going to be shut down. He'll, they'll find another reason for it to be shut down. It won't be the real reason why they need to shut down. Yeah. What you saying, right? Yeah, yeah. They're going to send the motherfucking tactical team in that. In that, period. Is what it is. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. That's I, all hearsay. I know we're going to get into, you know, uh, a lot of the election things that's going on locally at the state level and even nationally. Uh, some of the things going on down in Georgia, for instance. But why are you talking about this ability to protect oneself or protect <laughs> one's ideology? Uh, one Kyrie Irving, uh, his suspension, he returned from his suspension. He had been suspended, um, if you haven't heard, for whatever reason. Uh, he had been suspended by the New Jersey Nets, by the NBA, for um, his perceived anti-Semitic tweet in which he uh, was accused of promoting a movie that has some anti-Semitic tropes in it. Um, I don't think he was being anti-Semitic and I don't think he was promoting the movie either, Uh, but that was the accusations and that was the basis of the suspension. He did not immediately apologize and therefore they suspended him and gave him a list of things he needed to do to be reinstated. Uh, I believe he played yesterday. Uh, Well, I believe he's back from suspension. Um, However... Outside of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, where the New Jersey Nets, where the Brooklyn Nets play, um, a gang of Hebrew Israelites showed up, and they was deep. I heard the number. I heard a number that said a hundred, but I saw a video that looked like there were more than a hundred people. They was deep. They were loud. They were in formation. They were always they dressed in their purple and gold as they tend to. Um, 
purple and black, however they come, and they was out there super, super deep. Uh, if you're from Chicago, you may have seen them around sometimes. A lot of times they'd be like on 63rd, just posting up doing what they do. And they were there in defense and support of. Is that not? No, that didn't sound cool. Nah, I just think about what they do. <laughs> <laughs> what do they do? Too? Call white people devils, and I love it. It's fucking amazing <laughs> to me. I think it's the greatest shit in the world. <laughs> Woo! That probably didn't work out well for Kyrie. Oh, they was. In the oh, that probably was bad for him. So. In the press conference, because they out there and they well organized and they they passionate and they emotional and they chant and they loud and they they say all the stuff like you just said, you know what I mean? Um, and so after the after the game, Kyrie has to answer for this. Like, I'm sure Kyrie didn't invite these people, he didn't call them, he didn't organize this, but they came. And so after the game in the press conference, they all they asking Kyrie, Kyrie, did you know that he got he got to denounce the Hebrew Israelites now? Yeah, did you know that that there was a large group of over a hundred people standing outside the stadium in support of you? Um, the group has been officially listed as a hate group on the such and such list, and they're known for these anti-Semitic this, and they're known for these racist ideologies of this and that and the third. And Kyrie was like, "I'm here to talk about the game, man. If it ain't about the game, don't ask me, bro. Go Hebrew." Actually, what do you think about the Hebrew Israelites supporting Kyrie? First, I thought there were cues outside of. The- I had that thought at first. <laughs> what's, what's, what's happening here? Root to the bros. Uh, so I think they did uh, just have an anniversary too. Yep, they did. Yeah. Root to the bros, you Delta. Oh, okay, just Mm-mm. root to the bros. I got a god brother and a side of the family that okay. alphas and cues all day. Oh, uh, six. So oh six. Oh <laughs> you said oh six? Are you alpha? Mm. Oh, that's dope. I didn't know that too. Uh, um, so I wear like many hats around. Yeah, we got to fill them back <laughs> from the streets to the suites, baby. I tell it all. I love that. We didn't know, we didn't know he liked his ass licking until a couple days ago. I didn't say that either. Stop that right now. Stop that right now. Let's stop these rumors right now. <laughs> anyway, to your point, Ashley. No, you're yeah. no longer listening to Herb Howard. Got, okay, okay. No, I mean, I was talking to a friend about this earlier. I have been so. This is a tangent, but it's going to come back to your question. It's just been so much happening in the world. Like you wake up, and then it was an earthquake in Indonesia. So I yeah. haven't had the chance to process a lot of things. But when I think about the the Hebrew Israelites that were out there today, I just taking a positive note. I I find it hilarious how we can rally behind certain causes mm, and not other ones. Tell the truth. And people can have their opinion about what he said or what he. Uh, was suggestive with the video that he posted. Yep. Uh, I have thoughts too. I think for me, it's just like we have a lot of stuff that we could be rallying behind, and like let's spend some more time doing that. Especially the Black Hebrew Israelites, which I don't see besides walking down the street sometimes. Like, what are y'all doing? And not to say they're not doing anything, but like let's have more unity on issues, specifically here in Chicago. Let's unite on that front. So, I mean, you can take the issue how you how you want, but I I don't think he was being anti-Semitic. Uh, to like y'all out there, what are y'all doing in y'all communities, right? right. Are y'all just showing up to this? Like, what's the broader picture? Right. So, at some levels, I agree, and then on some levels, I disagree. Okay. Right. So, I used to think the Hebrew Israelites was humorous. Okay. Right. Uh, and I agree with you fully about the shit that we do jump behind and shit we don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. I, 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 I think this shit is the greatest theatrical play ever put on. You know yeah, what I mean? Facts. And they push our buttons to get responses. But. Like, as I'm getting older and I, my thought process is changing, and I think the Hebrew Israelites, along with the Nation of Islam, along with, you know, the Baptist Church, along with, we can go down the line, whatever group, the Qs, the Alphas, I think 
What's most interesting about all those groups and what's interesting about the, I don't know, the journey of being black in America is that I think our affinity to join or latch on to those groups is based in one single thing, our lack of identity. And I think if we fully had an identity, identity would also inform us around what issues were important to jump behind mm -hmm. and would direct our pathway going forward. Yeah. Right? But I think all of that is remnants of slavery. Oh, for all sure. All that is remnants of not knowing. All of that is remnants of looking for some level of connectivity. You know what I'll I mean? That, so yeah. I got empathy for it. I still think the shit's hilarious. Oh, no, I do too. I got empathy. I think, you know, being back in Chicago, I was in Springfield when I worked for the Speaker of the House. And I, I mean, pre-pandemic, I was in D.C. and Springfield, like living out of a suitcase, lobbying and stuff. But being here in Chicago and just seeing the everyday concerns of my community, I just, like, what are we doing on a local front? Right, every group. And I, like I told you earlier, we could talk about the black church all day because I have so much criticism and empathy, but also criticism. Sure. So it's like, what are we doing as black people, whether you are a black Hebrew Israelite, a black uh, atheist or whatever. Or like, a black stone. Like. Who, whoever you are, what are we doing? Because if you look at some of the history from Operation Breadbasket to some of the things that got placed in our community, the church had a role regular community grandmothers had a role like we all had a role but what are we doing now so that that's what i was thinking about when i saw them outside the stadium like i get what y'all are trying to do to show support but like i think we can like back away from the situation now he's back playing he said what he needed to say maybe it's a broader conversation that needs to be had because i think when he submitted that video to twitter i, I think it should have sparked the conversation versus the backlash because right. we talk about jews like they run the world like right. it's the powerful dollar and it's the fact that we can discredit somebody talking about a Jews, but talking about Jews, but when we talk about black people or say the word, the N word good. and stuff like, we just let it slide. So like, what are, what are we really doing? So right. I agree with you though, the empathy part. But but I think that's the crux of all of those other conversations though, right? I think they do jump behind whatever it is. If the Hebrew Israelites say this, is what we need to jump behind. Got the you. black stones going to jump behind whatever the black stones need to jump behind. Got if you. it's in honor of black stone. But where is right. the connection? So the connectivity Definitely. is to their identity is wrapped in being a black stone. Their identity is wrapped Versus. in being a Hebrew Israelite. Their identity is wrapped in being, you know, I'm part of XYZ's congregation. Yeah. You know what I mean? There is no black identity. Mm -hmm. So when we say, what are we doing around blackness? It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, because if all those groups, I'm gay. If all those groups were connected, you know what I mean? we yeah. could all push forward for like one cause. Yeah. yeah. All those groups you just yeah. named and we all got behind. So all of that is just remnants of the illness in my mind. That's a good point. You know what I mean? Which yeah. is why we don't have anything to to commune around. Yeah. Like, because when we do, we do. Oh, when we we show up. We you know what I mean? Facts. When Facts. you a BD, you a BD. Yeah. I'm all in. You know what I mean? I'm all in. I'm all in. Yeah. You know, when you a Q, you all in. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, it's just interesting to think about from that perspective. You know what I mean? No, that's a real. That's a real point. And I think like that's that's task one in my opinion just identifying yes. right we talk about this thing as as a war or as a competition a game of whatever you wanted to have you want to view it all those things require a clear identity of what team you playing for like you know what i mean yeah. and we don't have that our team is so fractured into everything all the things two just named all like it's just fractured into all these different things and none of it is like black first it's um I'm gay first. I'm an athlete first. I'm a yeah. billionaire first. I'm a sports anchor first. I'm a pastor first. I'm I'm not the black president. I'm everybody's president first. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 all these types of things where everybody else like, nope. I'm a Jew first. Like I don't, I don't fuck all this yeah. goofy shit. And then yeah. when you do align yourself with blackness, what's that really mean? 
That's people get different versions of that shit. Yeah. That's true too. You know what I mean? Fact. I'm sure my blackness ain't the average motherfucker's blackness. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is why I'm comfortable with the folks and I'm comfortable with the alphas. Yeah. But most you of the alphas ain't comfortable like you, with though. the folks and most of the folks ain't comfortable with the alphas. Most of the folks don't know the alphas. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but you need people like you. And like when we talk about stuff like the Black Panthers agenda, like they had stuff on their agenda that was like, you know, free all the black people from prison. I, I disagree. Um, but when we look at an agenda that we can present modern day, it's like, okay, your view's different on this topic, but what can we agree on? Better mm. education for black and brown people. Okay, that's mm. a bullet point. And how we get there may be different. Black but- people. I'm going to fuck what happens to the brown people. Just or- want to put that out there. Understood. Understood. Okay. But if we create an agenda that can highlight education, jobs, and figure out how to rally behind that as uh, different non-monolithic black people, I think we'll be better off. But to your point... Um, we show up as I'm a I'm a pastor, then I'm black. I'm a whatever, then I'm black. So it, we have to find a way to rally around the issues high level that we can work together on. So I, I know sometimes I don't want to make you uncomfortable. No, maybe I, I don't get uncomfortable. I did that on purpose. Okay, right? because I think part of that lack of identity forces us to push in the public sphere. We always add people to our, our process. Yeah, right. I agree. But I agree. When you go into their rooms, they're not they're not rocking like that. Yeah, I agree. You know what I mean. So when it comes down to resources, like I said earlier, that politics is the engine that runs business. This mm-hmm. shit is a game. Yeah. Right? And it's a game. It's a fight for resource. Yeah. Right? So I'm not interested in sharing with your group. And, I, you know, your group ain't interested in sharing with my group. Then we can leverage each other. But we ain't sharing. Yeah. It's a difference. You know what yeah. I mean? So I don't I don't push that black, black and brown, brown shit. Got you. You know? Because they don't. They don't. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's fine. I, I always try to break it down to, you know, what we understand in terms of how the hood operates, right? We understand a lot of these things at this lower street level. But for some reason, we treat the game like it's played differently at these higher levels of business or government. And it's really not. It's really the same game based on the same principles of, you know, loyalty and identity. And it's fucking cutthroat as hell. And it's like, mm, nah, like, like, to two's point, like, we can leverage each other, right? So, like... The GDs and the Stones, like we, if something needs to happen, that we can leverage each other for something cool. But we ain't, it ain't no fucking blue and red coalition. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. y'all over there, we over here. This size, this how that thing is going. Yeah. And everybody understands that it's yeah. cool, right? And sometimes it's wartime. Most of the time, it's cool. Like, and we we try to stay in peace times as much as we can. But when it ain't, it ain't, and it's like that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and like. Two references a lot when the uprisings happened around the George Floyd and, you know, people was demonstrating all over the city and, they, you know, going ahead and going in there. And you had Latinos all in the black community ravaging, going crazy. Motherfuckers went over there like, y'all not doing that shit over here, though. Facts. This is ours. You know Facts. what I'm saying? And I respect it. I respect it. I wouldn't, like... But there's a difference between what they standing up for when they say this is ours, right? When they say this is ours... Those are businesses that are owned by their aunties, their yeah. grandmamas, their uncles. Oh, yeah. When we ravage the the community that we live in, none of those that businesses ain't are owned no, by that ain't ours. Yeah. Nah. So fuck them. It's a problem. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think we should I think like we should be have mechanisms in place to run everybody out of our shit that ain't investing. Like reinvest at the very least. Really you can get the fuck out, but at, at the very least. Reinvest yes. if you're gonna be here. If you're gonna be getting rich in here with your beauty salons or your nail shops or chicken your, shacks. you know what I'm saying, your chicken shacks or like you know what I'm saying. If you if you're gonna be doing that, you need to be kicking back. And if you're not, 
Get the fuck out. And so, as opposed to sending 200 niggas to the Barclays Center, send 200 niggas to Mingling Nail Shop. Put on or get cut us in or cut it out. Yeah. Period. Like, and that really need to be the move a lot. You know what I mean? Because they would do it to us. In a heartbeat. Chinatown right there. We can't go over there and open up shit. Around that black and brown coalition, yeah. The other day, Chuy Garcia announced that he was announcing his bid to run for mayor. Mm-hmm. In that, our reelected governor took a picture with Chuy immediately after his announcement. Mm-hmm. In most political networks, that means that our governor is probably going to stand behind Chuy Garcia. Huh? I think that's very interesting in the context of how the demographics is changing in Chicago. I think it's very interesting around the push to make this a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting across the board. <clears throat> I also think it's very telling about what we was talking about before the cameras came on. Right? I think Chicago's the fastest depopulating city for black people in, in, the, in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we was talking also before the cameras came on about what that geography means for not just Chicago, but for the rest of the world. Yeah. Right? Chicago has more black elected officials than any other Illinois has more black elected officials than any other state in the union, from my understanding, I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. But we don't have any power here. At all. Right? How would you explain that? <laughs> explain why black people. Because it's oxymoronic, right? It don't make sense. You got a yeah. black mayor. Yeah. It's a black speaker. County president. Chief of police. This is Gotham City. Oh, shit. The fuck? Why can't we get no power? State's attorney. Definitely state's attorney. Yeah, I have thoughts. I I think a high-level overview of it is it's a mixture of black folks get into office and forget about where they come come from. Um, I think to the point we were talking about earlier about it's a game, right? Like, people go into office not... Like Harold Washington. I mean, I know he had his own agenda too, but I think for me, that was the one of the last black people that really helped our our culture. Um, especially when you think about the time of like daily and all that. Like he was setting up to be one of the, in my opinion, one of the best black mayors, right? And then you had folks take him out. Different story. But I think if you look at the the um landscape of Chicago and Illinois politics, I just think we're not unified. There have been so many times I've tried to unite people of the black Illinois Black Caucus statewide where they, they don't have their stuff together, right? So you live in a district, you want money for your district, and I want money for my district, so I'm going to try to cut you out the, the appropriations budget or the capital planning to get what I need. We don't, we don't unite. We are always going against one another instead of uniting. So what happens? Of course the Latino population is going to come in this week. We're going to look up in five and ten years, and the black vote is, I mean, it means little now, but give it five, ten years, it's going to be a Latina city. It's going to be Latina and black with Latina votes. And if Chewy gets it, which I think he's one of the only people in the race now that will beat the mayor in a runoff, though he's a little bit more progressive than some of the other brown people. I'll give him that. However, the black power that we so-called don't have or do have now is not going to mean anything because our neighborhoods are going to look different. We were talking about before the camera started. I'm in the 34th Ward. We lost the more, most people in Chicago. So our ward is gone. I mean, uh, our man Carrie Austin got indicted. She moved up. I mean, she she stepped down. And so as a result, they moved our ward up north. So now it's a white Latina ward. 
So what does that mean for the black people? Now we are uh, redlined or packed in another ward right next to uh, Alderman Mattelshay and Mount Greenwood, which is the police mm-hmm. white area, right? Mm-hmm. So I mean, like we we are losing power, it's dwindling, and we're losing time to kind of regain it. And if if the setup goes chewy, uh, Pritzker, who may or may not run for governor, which will leave us in a whole different spot because I don't think people really understand like the man has money. And he's paying people double their salaries to work with him. So when he's gone, like Darren Bailey got 43% of the vote. Yes, Chicago is Democratic and it runs the state, but he got 16, 1.6 million votes. What happens if that messaging gets to our community? So all of that to say, I think we lack unity. I think we lack true power. And I don't think people are in office for the right reasons anymore. Yeah, I think Prisca wants to be the president, though. So he's going to chill for a little while. Uh, chill you think chill and not shit you know how much money he got he too fat he losing weight though wait he got a trainer he's losing weight might be funny but it matters I feel you I feel you it does matter it does matter we ain't seen a fat president since like back in the old you know what I mean like yeah it does matter but I, I, you know, he got a lot of bread. Gene. He do. He you do. can't deny the bread, right? And I, and I think again, the the whole game is changing. I'm shallow as our country, you can't be fat, president. <laughs> Image is everything, man. It means a lot. It does. You know what I mean? Like time. Barack, it mean, it, it looking like Barack looked day. served yeah. him well. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. You know what I mean? For sure. It served, if Barack was dark skinned he wouldn't have been the president. True. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? It just is what it is. But. Yeah. Um, I didn't lost my train of thought. You were saying uh, governor. Right. JB wants, wants to be, be president. president. JB wants to be the president. Chewy's not going to win. I do agree with you that he's the only one strong enough in the race to even challenge our, you know, the incumbent mayor. mayor. Right. But he's not going to win. Uh, she's going to win. Okay. Right. And they're setting up the city for white dominance because she's not going to run for re-election. And the people that are going to elect her are, you know, the white, homosexual, and black elite class. It just is what it is. Okay. Right before that next go round, see, Chewy's a bigger threat than she is. Oh, fact. Because of the population. Yeah. So if he wins, he causes a bigger problem for the white populace down the line. Got you. So he's not going to win. Here's but my- that's the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I don't like the way we play the game in that I don't think we understand it in totality, right? And so. While we've had this black mayor, we have been pushing towards this sanctuary city and welcoming in everybody else and making sure that they can get voting rights and housing and jobs, all this other stuff that's going on. Cool, that's what you want. But again, to this lack of identity and lack of understanding about teams and and fight and races for resources, you setting yourself up to lose, right? So you putting all these people in place that when it comes down to it, you saying Chewy can't beat her. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, right, going, yeah. Like, and especially because she has created the infrastructure for his base. When I say Chewy can't beat her, I don't mean that Chewy can't beat her outright. I'm saying that there's a bigger plan at play. Right, I can see that it's a bigger plan that. at play, and you know, black folks is responsive. Everybody oh, else yeah. is proactive. Yeah. Right. So, right. like I said earlier, right, we're not together, but we can leverage one another. Sure. Everybody else understands that. It's a game. It's like chess, right? right? If I move my pawn here and you kill my pawn, to you it might look like a good kill. But for me, it's the fucking setup to capture your game. To do king. something else, yeah. Oh, I saw this dude break down chess. And he was like, you know how everybody talk about, you know, life is a game of chess? And he was like, like he's like, not really. And his his reasoning for it was- I know what you saw. He's wrong, and I'm going to tell you how I respond. Okay, cool. I want to hear your response, but let me tell you why I thought it was kind of decent. Mm-hmm. Um. He was like, number one, right, in chess, 
everybody starts out with the same resources. That's bullshit. That's not the game of life. Mm -hmm. Right. Number two, your opponent can see every move you fucking make. Mm -hmm. Mm. Also not true in the game of life. He had like four other points. He was like, can't dictate how emotion every, every isn't piece involved. is going to move. Right. That's what he said. Right, 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 right. Um, emotion is not involved. And in, in, in chess, you get to dictate how this thing moves. It goes like this. It goes like that. It do this. It do that. In life, you can try to command your soldiers, but they might move different. Right. Again, our black team, we can try to command them like, hey, we should move like this. Motherfucker going to move like that. You know what I'm saying? And I thought I thought it was pretty I thought it was a pretty dope breakdown in terms of life ain't chess. But the reason why I argue against it because the conversation is internal and not external. Right? Every piece so on this side of the chessboard is not reflective of a real army. It's reflective of your journey through life. So in that vein, you can't control every piece because it's your journey. It's only your journey. Right? You're playing against the board. You're playing against the competitor. Not your team. You. You understand what I'm saying? You can't think out every move. You can't dictate every move. It's your journey. That's the difference. That's that's my argument against it. But e either way, to the point, I thought I'm thinking about this in regards to like just our overarching political philosophy. Okay. Right? I think we even engage in politics from a very responsive space and place. Yeah. We don't have any goals per se. We're just playing defense. You know what I mean? So Joe Biden can get on TV and say, you're not black if you don't vote for me. Mm -hmm. That's only being responsive to the threat of the boogeyman of Donald Trump. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Barack was kind of different, you know what I mean? Because he was Barack. But in reality, Barack was about image. It wasn't about policy or politics because his policies and politics wasn't really for us. I agree. You know what I mean? So when we think about like what's to happen, and I, I'm a firm believer that politics is life. Like if you don't engage, everything in our lives is based on politics. It just is what it is. We don't see it as such, but because we're not engaged and because the rug is being snatched under our feet, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do we respond. Like just we just had the, some local elections. Yeah, We had the lowest voter turnout in some like 10 years or some shit like South that. South and West Side. There was no boogeyman. Yeah. And there was no Superman. Facts. So no one was fucking engaged. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. There's no boogeyman and there's no Superman. Who cares? Yeah. Right? But we're in a pivotal moment in time, even economically. Yeah. Right? Because the world is changing. We're in this fourth industrial revolution, right? It's, we're moving into the digital space. I just read the other day that next 10 years, there's not going to be a car, a car in the dealership that has a steering wheel. You know what I mean? That's in twenty years it won't be a car on the street without a steering wheel. Mm. You know what I mean? Interesting. Uh, uh, we go to the grocery store all the time. You see the goddamn self checkouts. The world is changing, right? I just said ninety percent of our jobs is government jobs. If the cars on the street don't have a steering wheel, what the fuck you think happens to the fucking CTA? Right? What do you think happens to post office? The post office. Yeah. We don't fucking need you no more. And traditionally, all black people have been in America. Is a service class. Mm. We less than 2% in the private sector. We don't make no money outside of the public sector. None. All y'all grandmama worked at the post office. Like mathematically, the odds, if I throw a rock, I'm going to hit a motherfucker that works at the post office. Or or the school district, or maybe the okay. police department, or the transportation system. 
Something in the public sector. Something government, yeah. Yeah. But to your point about voting, too, right? Like, I think if we talk about federally, right, um, this is a whole different conversation. But, you know, young voters turned out. I think it was the second best in the past 30 years that young folks showed up and showed out. But to your point about, like, locally, those southwest sides voted. So Mount Greenwood, Beverly, Northside voted because, you know, those white folks, those were police officers. So it was, they didn't need a boogeyman. But they're going to vote. They're, they are proactive versus reactive. But, the you know, the Inglewoods, the south sides, like, they didn't vote. Um, and it's trying to find... People in politics always talk like before elections, you know, you try to figure out who you're going to give your money and your resources to and who who who's the group that we're going to engage. They never engage the group that's not going to vote. Part of that is makes sense. If I, if I don't have that many. Right. If I don't have that many resources, why am I wasting it on them? But however, you have to find the resources to allocate to the demographic, you know, that's going to vote. But also it's a catch 22. If I never engage you, you're never going to vote. But a piece of what you, I think I've, the theme of what you said, what, what I gathered of what you've said today is like, we don't buy into how all this stuff is connected to us. So if I don't understand or I don't take the time to understand how this is all government, it may not be, you know, like voting, but post office, all this stuff is related. So we don't take the time to understand that's to true. be bought in. Some people probably don't even know that that's government and shit. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I work at Bryn Mawr Elementary School. Oh, okay, you get that, right? Like, but yeah. no, I don't really get that. You know what I'm saying? Like, CPS is the largest employee in the city of Chicago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that we absolutely grasp it on that way, but I want to ask y'all about the possibility that black voters are just jaded. I think maybe, perhaps, in this last presidential election, they felt hoodwinked and bamboozled for the last fucking time, right? Now, you and I screamed for 18 months. Do not get hoodwinked and bamboozled by this goofy shit. Fuck the, the chucks and the pearls. Fuck the if you ain't black. Fuck the I used to be Barack's vice president. This is bullshit. They have nothing for you. Or at least make them have something for you up front right. before you just blindly throw them your vote because you scared of big bad Donald Trump. We didn't do that. She's an AKA. And so we rolling. All right, cool. Then they get there. They don't give y'all shit. They in office 10 minutes. They got Asian protections. They got LGBT shit. They got Mexican shit. They got they ain't nothing for your black ass. When But when they needed you, though, they, they parading all kind of shit around just to appease to your ass and also letting you know how low vibrational they think of you. Put on these fucking chucks. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like Wakanda forever. Y'all saw that clip. That kind of, yeah. But it was successful. That kind of bullshit. It was but successful. It, it's, it's, it was, it it's successful because they understand how we fucking move. But I think that perhaps after that, I think people might have their feelings hurt just enough to be like, well, fuck it. Think about how successful it was. When public voices came out against that shit, we shunned the public voices. Oh, yeah. Everybody was pissed at us. Right. Cube, shut the fuck up. And then we ain't got to go there. Right. Jeremiah Wright, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Staniel, shut the fuck up. Right? The people who have essentially stood in leadership positions in our communities since these motherfuckers existed, before these motherfuckers existed, yeah. we telling them, shut the fuck up. We want this motherfucker to run Burger King like the white man told him to run it. We want a new manager at Burger King. I beg to advise y'all, I mean, the politics is just Burger King, right? And new managers come in and just run the menu the way it's supposed to be. Right? Whopper the same. Gotcha. The Whopper is still the same, same. fucking Whopper. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So in order for this shit to have radical change, you got to come in here and make Burger King motherfucking Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Yeah, we got to change the menu. Right. Yeah. 
right? So if you just coming in to manage Burger King better, we still are fucked. Right. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? Fries yeah. nasty as fuck. So oftentimes I wonder, like, because we looking for a superhero or a supervillain, like, how do we create that kind of energy amongst ourselves in a sense? Because either way, I think we're going to band together around identity, but I think it's going to be in response to the level of poverty that we inherit in the next X amount of years. They say by 20, I read a long time ago, 2036, we bid a complete zero net worth. Yikes. Right? That's around the corner. Yeah, literally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, that was before the pandemic, the 2030 something? Right. So it might be like, yeah, it might be like right. today. It might be ten like years. You know, yeah, yeah you know what I mean, yeah. it might be ten years more advanced. So I think in that moment, there's going to be a response culturally. It's just going to have to be. Yeah, you know what I mean. But because to your point, we're reactive, right? Yeah, we're reactive. I think to your point about like black voters, I think we have to take a moment and acknowledge. I think everybody in this room knows, but for listeners, like black folks are tired. Yeah, we're tired, and slavery should be enough. Right. Like right. we should that's why we're tired. Right. But just think about everything our ancestors, our parents, our grandparents had to overcome. And now we save the day once again. Talk about Stacey Abrams, right? Come on. That election. Which say We go we go we gonna get to that, but go ahead and make okay. your point, Ashley. Okay. No, you you make your point. I don't want two to go too deep into that before we leave Chicago and Illinois. Got it, got it. Um well I can wait. I can wait about All right, well hold the Abrams. We go yeah. we go we gonna get to the system. Okay. Um, let me ask you, what do you think the the black turnout or the lack thereof, what's the impact on the black community of that presently and, and even going forward? When do you think that will show up that, um, I, don't know if it, I don't know if it's apathy or if it's just disengaged. I don't know what to call it at this moment, but what do you think the impact of it will be? Yeah, I think locally we're, we've already seen it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we look at city council, so much turnover. People are leaving. Our communities look like crap. Um, and this is before we get a new mayor or the same mayor that will potentially continue what's been happening. Yes, she has programs like investing on the South and West Side. That's dope. But we have to dig a little deeper than just high level programs. Like where's development? Where are jobs? Like why does Halstead look the way it does all the way from 127th down to 50, 60 or whatever? Mm -hmm. Like that used mm -hmm. to be thriving black communities. And now mm -hmm. it's a it's a sharks. It's a liquor it's, store. It's, it's, it's a church. storefront churches and liquor stores. Facts. Like, churches every corner. So like what are we doing? So I think we see crazy. the 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 effects of it now. But I think what will happen, everything uh, the two said, I think from the our population dwindling to us not having a vote like yes nationwide if all white people voted anyway like black people are out of luck so right. that, that's that but if we look locally like we really have even if we don't have that much power we have a lot of power locally right. we can change how things look so that requires not everybody being a politician that requires everybody to go like figuring out trades or fig figuring out development so i think to your question we're seeing it now but if we don't make um, viable options or better moves, I just think it's going to get worse. Um, not to mention, we're still recovering from a pandemic. Um, that pilot that the mayor did, that is cute. That is real cute. $500 <laughs> for folks. That's great. But like, what, what is the solution? Was that 500 for like, what, 5,000 people or something like that? Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe 500 people. It might have been, yeah, something. It's it may be, it's something. You might be and right, that's though. that's black and brown, so that's probably 50 diggers. <laughs> 450 war war residents. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just saying how the bath usually breaks down. That's true. Boy, holla at me. It's so That's crazy true. though how the conversation, and not that the not that it has to be all about us and it has to be all about black people, but it's so crazy how all the time the conversation is never 
black people, it's always black and brown. It's always some other added group. My disclaimer is I, my work is is half black, but then Mm -hmm. like when I did the, I worked for a charter school network. Um, and I had to lobby for black and brown. So like yeah. my rhetoric is black and brown, but like off the record. No, I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Yeah, not I don't, yeah, I don't feel yeah. no type of way. I'm just okay. saying like to your point, like black people always let somebody hijack their agenda. Yes. Right. So yeah. we don't have solely sole resources for black people because it's always black and brown. And I am guilty of it sometimes, too, because we get so accustomed, accustomed, accustomed to our work. Herschel Walker. <laughs> Accustomed to so our work. Escalades is outside. <laughs> Ooh, I don't want to be Herschel Walker. But we we just let other people uh, jump in, and we don't have resources for ourselves. When at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves. But, so, and Ashley, I want to ask a question too. Um, mm-hmm. So, you talked about going forward, what it might look like as far as the vote, but specifically this election that just passed. Like, I don't know. I didn't look at the like what the results were across the city, sure. but. Just in general, what happened yeah. during that last election and how is that going to impact like black people like right now? Yeah, I think Illinois is super unique. We've talked about Cook County and how it's huge. But to be honest, statewide, I mean, we're still in the super majority. Okay. So like Chicago, Alderman. Now, Alderman is a different beast, which we'll see the result of that in the uh, spring and winter of next year because all the tar- turnovers and stuff. But with the midterm elections in Chicago and Illinois, we're still blue. We may have lost a few seats to other Democrats, though. So it's like the, the state right. general assembly is more diverse. I think we have some Indian folks, um, a lot of different religions in there now. So it's going to look more diverse than it ever has been. So Latina, um, Indian, blacks, whites, it'll be diverse. But honestly, midterm elections statewide, we won't see a big difference, especially if, if we look down the ballot. So JB still there. State's attorney still there. Um Duckworth, Durbin, some of the congressional right. folks. So it, it's still blue. I think when we talk about the midterm elections and what that means, because all this is, is a precursor to 2024. Mm-hmm. So like midterm elections are always important, though they're not always a superhero or a villain. But this just gives us a setup, both demographically and politically, of what's going to happen in 2024. And right now, federally, it's going to be a shit show. I mean, between Trump and DeSantis, and then we go to like, Okay, Joe, you're 80. You literally just turned 80. What are we doing? And who's going to run against you? Who's viable enough? And Nobody. Like, are we sure he's still alive? Are we sure that's not like a thing they just put up there on TV sometimes? Like, Oh, yeah, he's here? Yeah. I don't know that don't Buddy know. is actually but Real quick, living. though, right? Like, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. Gotcha. And I don't think it's in our benefit to be Democrats or Republicans. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, and I also think even this, the totality of this conversation is a very nuanced conversation. Like, per capita, black people really do vote more than anybody else. Per capita. Right? So even in some of the branding that we get, it's oh, like, yeah. it's false. Yeah. We vote more than everybody fucking else. Mm-hmm. Per capita. Per capita. Right? If it was not for black people, the Democratic Party could not fucking exist. Oh, the fast. white people would wipe their ass with the Democrats. Mm-hmm. I.e., you have value to the Democratic Party. You know what I mean? They should be acquiescing to your every fucking need. Right? But because we go in blindly every time, they like, fuck your need. You gonna do it anyway. Blindly loyal. You're right. You blind loyal. So you don't get shit for being blindly loyal. How do you, you, when you say you're going in blindly because you don't request anything or we're not expressing our needs, how do, and I know this might sound silly, kind of, I know it might sound silly asking this, but how do you put out those requests? Like, 
Does that make sense for me asking that? Yeah. Like, yeah, as no, a person that's not political, and it like, does. what does that mean? Because if voting is not enough, you know what I mean? What is it that we should be doing to be like Democrat, the, the Democratic Party, make sure that you're doing what it is that you say you're going to do or show us what you're going to do? How, do? how will the Democratic leaders show us that they're going to do something to move the needle? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think that, um, my bad, Ashley, go ahead. Like, no, yeah. go ahead. You yeah, can start. I, yeah. I think that, like any negotiation, it's about leverage, right? So if you got black people negotiating with the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, in this case, the Democratic Party, those negotiations are based on leverage, right? And so in moments where you have the leverage. But give me a real. I'm about to tell like you. A, in the moments when you have the leverage, mm-hmm. that's when you make your demands, right? That's when you be like, this is what I want. For what you want. We had the most leverage that I can ever remember us having in a very long time in the last presidential election. Facts. People were scared as fuck of Donald Trump, did not want him to have another term. The country was divided in a way that we haven't seen in quite some time. And they needed us desperately. So they go back and they get, oh, Joe, he ain't enough. So now we need a black woman, right? So we get a young black woman to run with him. And it's like, okay, cool. Once I see how bad you need me, once I see how desperate you are to get what you want, but you can't get it without me. So pause. Now you got to come give me what I want. So now you got to come give me what I want. How do we say, give me what I want? And how do we know that they're actually going to do it? Biggest problem with that is, Mm -hmm. right? Who the fuck is we? And that's what we've been talking about the whole conversation. The lack of identity in terms of who we are is the biggest obstacle. Right. If we know who we are, then we say, okay, this is who we are. This is what the fuck we want. And then you can put things in place ahead of time. Like, let me see y'all moving on this now. Like, fuck all the talking. Move on this now. But to that question, though, Efo, like, you think about the lowest office in state all the way up to the highest office federally. Yeah. Right. The messaging just keeps trickling up. Right from the community to the alderman to the to the mayor to the state rep to the you know you just go down the fucking line yeah. all the way up right. But then there's another faction too, specifically how our community traditionally is set up. Our community has traditionally always had leaders outside of the forays of politics. They really made enough noise to kind of commune our needs. Yeah. Right. King moved the fucking needle. Matter of fact, everybody else's existence in the conversation of politics is because of Martin Luther King Jr. Right? If it was not for Martin Luther King Jr., Asians, Hispanics, everybody else besides Anglo-Saxons and Negroes wouldn't matter. Right? Because like you said, they attached ourselves to our movements. It was the civil rights movement that allowed them one entree into America in a true way. You know what I mean? But that was a King kind of-esque leadership right after king you had a little bit of lineage from his tree you had the jesse jacksons you even from that matter you had a farrakhan who's kind of apolitical but just because of who he is it still convenes our community right what i see today though is a at least when you look up the tree the idea wasn't fraction it was it wasn't fact it wasn't like a, a fractured idea you know what i mean farrakhan might not say it the way jesse gonna say it but they saying the same shit yeah Right, and they all fruit off King's tree. King is fruit off Garvey's tree. Uh, you know what I mean? It's it's just it's a lineage, right? But then there's this break of this new nigga, in my opinion, right? And the new nigga was birthed out of the crack era, in my opinion, 
in my opinion, right? Where community lost its value and it was all about capital. So now you got the big church leader being the motherfucker that's kind of serving as the king, right? But when he goes into meet with his state rep or the legis- state legislation, he's saying, hey, man, I need this much money to get my new hotel off the ground. I need you to zone this community this way to get... Matter of fact, I don't need you to do shit. I'm going to raise you up from my church and elect you. And you're going to do whatever the fuck I tell you to do. And the minute you stop doing whatever the fuck I tell you to do, I'm going to replace you because it only takes 2,000 votes to replace your ass in the first place. So you ain't really in control. You just my puppet. Right? And that's just at one level. But it's all them levels or high-level business. Right? We got to think. We got aerial capital management in the city of Chicago. Those black people. Barack's first office was in their office. Right? Just because I'm close to a lot of this shit. When Barack came to president, that motherfucker couldn't get a meeting with Barack. Think about that. You know what I'm saying? That's what I mean about the Burger King analogy. Fuck Burger King. If you're not going in here to kick over the fucking registers, you have no value. Right? And because we're not living civically, we don't understand the value to push the needle itself. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's all oxymoronic to me, right? We look and we idolize the billionaire. One, you shouldn't be no billionaires in my opinion. That's one, right? But we look at the money and we oogle at the money, but the way the motherfuckers get the money is by playing this specific game. Mm. It just is what the fuck it is, right? <laughs> the minute the motherfucking somebody legislates and puts regulations on the industry, if you ain't in it, you ain't getting in it. That's true. It's just that simple. You know what I mean? If I could hop in here to the to the question, all great points. I think two things I want to kind of highlight: the money. So I know a lot of my peers. I'm 31. A lot of folks are like starting to run for all run for office. Ashley, you running? I'm like I'm trying to figure out my life. You know all those things. But a common question is the money, right? So like everybody's like, oh, I'm gonna do this for the people. Yeah, until you realize you ain't got no money, then we're going to look at your records and say, oh, the, this union is funding you. Oh, okay, so that shifts your political agenda. Right. So, like, to your point, it's like, oh, I think we have a lot of good people that, that want to run for office or that are in office, but then the money changes because your interests have to change because you won't get elected because you don't have the money. To your point about uh, how where do we start, I am an advocate for saying everything starts locally. Why? Aldermen sometimes become state reps. Um, community leaders become state senators, then go to Congress. Mm-hmm. Who makes up Congress? These folks that either or even the governor route. They go, you elect the governor, they run for president, you elect these Congress people who stay, build a reputation nat- nat- nationwide, and then they run for president. So it starts local. We can pick local who we support. And to the point that we've said about five times, you can change an election locally and statewide. So we have to be civically engaged, understand how all this crap works so we can be informed because it's bigger than, oh, you know, I uh, growing up, I knew aldermen took care of like potholes and stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know if I really want to do that. You know, I'm a policy person, whatever. And now you look, I look at every elected official office important. Because it could lead to somewhere. So while we think, you know, we're just electing a governor, JB, he's going to run for president. And he, I mean, t- 
top 10 in my case who viable. are viable candidates mm-hmm. is him Governor Newsom in California and we got JB mm-hmm. so we elected him we got him there though he's a, a, a billionaire there was a little bit different however it started statewide so I think if we take a practical solution is who are, who have we elected locally and statewide that's where you start and if you don't like them get their ass out of office let's build coalitions and start that way I told somebody the other day, man, being the mayor of Chicago was only second to being the president of the United States of America. Like, that's how much power that is. You know what I mean? I can see that. It's the the truth. You know what I mean? It's only second to being the president of the United States of of America. No bullshit. You know what I mean? But, again, it's such a nuanced conversation. Right? It's a very nuanced conversation. And we've been lullabied by policy to stay ignorant. Right, civics is taken out of the schools. Our parents, in most instances, aren't engaged. They don't understand the conversation. Even when I try to have a conversation, people today, it's like, man, I don't want to hear that shit, or I have no interest, or they can't connect the dots, right? Yeah. And that's part of that shit because we up against poverty in a way that our survival is just, that's yeah. too much for me to think about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I often, I always reference the point that, one, for us to be so influenced by capital we have to first understand that capital does not grow community community grows capital mm-hmm. it's a difference mm-hmm. that's a good point you know what i mean yeah. so until we even this. against our survival yeah mm-hmm. understand the game that we're playing you're gonna keep fucking losing the long or the short you understand yeah. mm-hmm. it just is what it is you could play on the chessboard all day long if you don't know how the pieces move the motherfucker on this side is gonna fuck you up mm-hmm. and that's it's continual right and it's getting worse and worse and worse. And some of that is because those of us who do understand our interests are no longer based in the people. It's only yeah. based in our own survival and greed. So yeah. to that point of not understanding, not seeing the game as it is, let's jump down to Georgia um, for a segment we like to call Eyes Wide Shut. This is where we discuss issues where we don't quite understand it the way we think we understand it either we're completely blind to it or we think we got it figured out and we do not we like to call it eyes wide shut i said earlier i hate atlanta Mm -hmm. i hate georgia i don't like stacy abrams i don't like herschel walker i don't like the atlanta falcons i don't like nothing about that motherfucking place I don't like trap music. I don't like trap music. Outside of Andre 3000 and and T.I.P., fuck y'all, man. Speaking of T.I.P., y'all get erased off the map. Only in the A will you have a 30-second concert on the football field during an NFL game during a timeout. This is a regular timeout. This ain't halftime. This ain't even between quarters, nigga. It's a regular timeout. They got a concert on the field. Tip and some other nigga that I don't even know have a about 45 second concert during a time I say this is some only in Atlanta shit I'm gonna make it one more amendment I like Killer Mike too y'all can keep Killer Mike Tip and Andre 3000 the rest of you motherfuckers I could give a fuck you used to like Jesus before he went fuck him too this look once he married the Asian it was over I don't fuck with you either no I'm serious but I think it's part of the problem though. I think it's because it's black Sodom and Gomorrah it's black Hollywood that has become what it's become. Mm-hmm. But the shit irritates me in regards to Stacey Abrams specifically, right? And this may be not even Stacey Abrams' fault, but she rides with it and it bothers me, mm-hmm. right? I hate the way we allow media to manipulate us. Oh, facts. Right? And part of the conversations around Stacey Abrams, even around Kamala Harris, was uh, uh, the dissenting black male vote. How black men don't fuck with these black women. And when you look at the numbers, 
It's complete bullshit. It's complete bullshit. If black women is voting at a 98% clip, black men is voting at a 96% clip. Like, it's fucking... The audacity of you to publicly say... Uh, well, let's let's start with the, the, the numbers, right? The 28% of Georgia's um, voter electorate um, is black. Um, in the election... There was 17% of women voted, 11% of black men voted. Out of that 11%, 84% of the, the black men, they voted. So black men showed up in that election. They don't need to know who to vote for. And I, I get I get what she was trying to say, but that's not how you say it, and that's not how you message to people. Um, so in the race for um, Governor Stacey Abrams and Kemp, this was her second time running. When she lost the first time, she spent her time, the, the four-year gap into um, getting black people to vote, mobilizing those communities that are traditionally uninvested and they don't talk to them. But also, we have to remember that Georgia is white as hell. And so while they said black folks didn't vote, black people voted. What happened was white people showed up and voted for Kemp. Despite what's happening at a national level, abortion and all that, I mean, we can talk about reconstruction and why Georgia looks the way it does, but Georgia is white. So the second election, uh, Governor, um, not Governor, Stacey Abrams ran and she lost again. She actually lost by, I think, a eight, a six or an eight point margin wider than she lost the first time around. They going to pick their race, right? Yeah. So earlier we was talking about black people going to pick everything else about me before black, right? I'm this and then black. I'm that and then black. Mm. You, talk, you mentioned all the issues going around, around nationally, whether it's pro-choice and this and that. White women were still like, they want all oh, pro-choice, 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 but I'm a white woman, so we ain't gonna let this black woman run us. Like, it's wild as fuck. Like, even against their own personal interests, right? And, you know, and beliefs. Like, it's, it's wild as hell. What's it been, 14 years since Barack's first election? Yeah, 08. So that was the last, I'm not, that's not the last time I voted. Okay. But that's the last time I voted for candidate. Because mm -hmm. I vote all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Who you vote for, too? Minister Lewis Faircut. All the time. No matter what seat it is. Minister I'm Lewis Faircut. <laughs> Minister, <laughs> Lewis Faircut. <laughs> Minister Lewis Faircut. Minister Lewis Faircut. I love that. <laughs> and then I might, I know him. I, I vote for him. I know him. <laughs> but then, Minister Lewis Faircut. Minister Lewis. For real. Because I, I, I hate you motherfuckers. I'm being honest, right? And I'm bringing this to the forefront about the Stacey Abrams of the world. About, matter of fact, we ain't even got to pick nobody out. All you motherfuckers. All you motherfuckers. I'm putting cases out on all I'm you. I'm putting cases on all you motherfuckers. The reason we can't mobilize the black vote because you don't stand on nothing black. Well. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You up there dark skinned, white than a motherfucker. Mm -hmm. You afraid and appalled. That's why Stacey Abrams will get up there and re uh, uh, and spit out that racist ass trope of black men ain't doing what black men are supposed to do, right? That's it's it's a fucking we respond to the tropes, right? So when we can't say black shit, we engage womenist or feminism or whatever the fuck isn't we can't engage because we scared to say racism, yeah. mm -hmm. right? Fuck out of here. This is the truth, right? You just talked about you losing the most black people at your ward, and that shit is redlined to the north side. Explain that to me logically. Other than the racist nature of the goddamn game, right? 
But then every elected official gets up on stage or on the mic and whatever the fuck they own, that's why I'm putting cases on all you motherfuckers, is afraid to be black. You deserve to lose. Here's why, though, too. We talked about Kyrie earlier. When you're not afraid to be black, black people don't back you, G. I don't agree. How? I don't agree. We watch, we watch, we watch blackface after blackface after blackface condemn that man for standing up and saying, I'm just trying to learn something. I'm trying to figure this out. I'm on this self-discovery. I'm learning some shit. Right? And every LeBron James punk ass, Stephen A. Smith punk ass, Charles Barkley punk ass, Shaquille O'Neal punk ass, Shannon Sharp punk ass, all of these leading figures in his industry, right? Mm-hmm. Smoked them. But the people. And then they come back. But the Hold people. On. Right, right. And then they come back later and say, oh, well, y'all being too harsh on them. You can't come back and say they being too harsh on them. You fucking allowed this shit. If y'all just took from day one and stayed on code and be like, no, nah, don't come with my man like that. They wouldn't have went so far to say, okay, get an ADL 500,000. Go meet with this person. Go do that. Go on this apology tour. Man, fuck you. He said what he said. So, well, we standing with him. But to push I'm going to stick beside him. The little shit that be going around push, like whack. To push back on the statement you made, mm-hmm. in my opinion, mm-hmm. none of them men you named are leaders in the industry. You're wrong. Hear, hear what I'm saying. I don't think I'm wrong at all. In their industry. In their industry. You're wrong. Hear what I'm saying. Sure. Just like the Kanye shit. Right, you one, they're servicing their God. So they're gonna acquiesce to the money. Agreed. Which when, what's the statement? When you find out who you can't uh criticize, you understand who's who's leadership. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I don't see none of the motherfuckers as leaders. Right? Now, here in response to the Kyrie situation, how did the people respond? Our community specifically was like, man, what the fuck? Right. I'm rocking matter of fact, fuck all y'all. Loud talking voices, motherfuckers, too. I'm with Kyrie. Right. Right? When Kanye say the and Kanye says and does ignorant shit. Right? And I don't, he ain't fuck with us either. He didn't fuck with us. But the minute we can jump behind him for some shit where he's standing on some blackness, we running. I'm with Ye. Even though he didn't shit it on us for the past 25 years. I'm with Ye. Mm-hmm. Right? The it's exactly what I said. The motherfuckers is on TV is serving their master. Agreed. Right? But the motherfuckers who ain't on TV is serving a commitment to what they believe is around blackness. Agreed. Right? So when we start, this ain't the NBA. This politics. You need the people. The people can change the paradigm. Right? The most powerful shit on this planet is people, not profit. I agree with you. Right? But the narrative, though. The narrative. And so you talk about them serving their masters. I agree with you. I think that's exactly what the Shaquille O'Neal's and the niggas was doing. Right? I agree with that. But you talk about their narrative and their ability to put that out on ESPN every fucking day, on TNT every fucking night, that shit matters on CBS or Fox, whatever the fuck Shannon Sharp do. Like, that that Media matters because the narrative, that's what we were just talking about about Stacey Abrams. She's spreading a narrative that she has to fucking know isn't true. Because. But the narrative dictates what people put out there and what they say. And the masses that they serving. I know you said how the people respond and how we can have these everyday conversations around the hood. They ain't scared of that, right? They worry about the national perception, the bigger narrative at large. And so, okay, niggas in Inglewood is riding with Kyrie. Whoop the fucking do. Niggas in Atlanta is riding with Kyrie. Whoop the fucking do. Nobody gives a shit. We gonna put the biggest black talking faces out here every day and make sure they say that boy is a fucking idiot and he needs to apologize for being anti-Semitic even though he was not. 
Yeah, I disagree though, bro. And I think it's a nuanced conversation. Yeah. Right. I think the I think truth cuts through bullshit. Mm-hmm. I just do. You know what I mean? The minister's the minister because he's the minister. This is what it is. Not beholden to anybody's. So Kyrie plays in the National Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. Kyrie plays for the Brooklyn Nets. So that industry that pays that man, right, can say, mm, we ain't paying you. Go sit your ass home sure. and we're going to use all the figures in your industry to do that. Ain't nobody paying the minister. That's so ain't I, no NBA to be like, you suspended. But, but that's also why you I said- shut down his Twitter. I said it's a nuanced conversation, mm-hmm. right? So the NBA is paying the Charles Barkleys and the Stephen A. Smiths and all the motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. Right? So they're controlling the public strings of how they respond because their God is the capital that they bring home. Yes, sir. Because they define themselves by the house they own and how many times they own TV or yes, whatever sir. the fuck. Goofy right? shit. Right? But when a man steps outside of that and stands on principle, principle. Yeah. right? It's going to be a swath of motherfuckers that come running to protect that. It just is what it is. I agree. I just hope it's enough. Right? And what I'm saying is we're counting, in terms of we could count everybody in the NBA and everybody on TV talking about the NBA. Mm-hmm. It don't compare to the masses of 44 million people, right? It's a different conversation. And in order to engage those 44 million people, you have to be relatable. And when you just holding up the brand of Burger King, I can't relate because my life ain't adjusted to the brand of Burger King. Yeah. Motherfucker, I'm starving. Right. Motherfucker, potholes all down. Hostage. Motherfucker, I, I do okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm still scared to let my son out the motherfucking house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a problem, fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And I know what the problem is. I live one block past Cottage Grove. There's 11 level one schools east of Cottage Grove. Mm-hmm. My kids can't go to none of them bitches. Mm-hmm. I have a problem, fam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? My neighborhood school is further than these level one schools. But my children can't go there. I think you're making my point, though, too. Right? You talk about proximity. You could throw a motherfucking rock from your house to President Obama's house. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking matter. He so, so all you niggas on this side of fucking college can make all the fucking uprises you fucking want. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm talking about, the impact. Right? So all you niggas can be with Kyrie. The niggas that matter is on the other side of fucking college, and they going to do what the fuck I tell them to. That's what I'm saying. Again, I think it's nuanced, bro. And I think that's the conversation in totality, right? It's funny, man. I said 14 years the last time I voted for a candidate because I voted for Barack Punk ass the first time. Then I Farrakhan his ass out, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but how could you not, as a black man, how could you not vote for this motherfucker the first? It was hard. I voted for him twice. Yeah, I, right. I voted for him twice. I gave, I, gave, I, I, gave him the first, I gave him the first joint just off GP. I was like, I okay, him the he can't one. come in and give me like a black man. But I said, he only can get two. So this second term, he finna be in here so, motherfucking... Bumping. I gave him the first one. That's the second one, <laughs> eat a dick. I knew who you was. I wasn't fucking with you, Farrakhan. Uh, but I also had this experience when he got elected. The night he got elected, I'm standing in Shark's Chicken. Right? It's niggas in there with Pelly's on and 150s. Crying. <laughs> Nigga, that's power. Yeah. That's real power. But he did not have an ask. He didn't have a direction nor a commitment to them people. That could have changed the trajectory of black politics for the rest of our existence. Legitimately, just him standing on some level of principle for our community. It would have changed because media is powerful. And at that level, you're the most powerful motherfucker on television. You have the ability to command 
any motherfucking narrative you want to command. Mm-hmm. But you didn't. You 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 backtracked. Uh, you 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 stood uh, you stood in the shadow. Motherfucking uh, 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 Trayvon gets killed. Uh, what's the, I just thought about this shit. The first incident was the Henry Louis Gates shit. Mm-hmm. And you go have a beer with a regular ass policeman. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? You the president of the United States of America. The fuck is you sitting in somebody's yard having a beer with Bob the policeman for? No, you racist ass hunky. You gonna pay for being a racist ass hunky. Right? It's a new day for him. But your punk ass acquiesces and says we should have a conversation. Yeah. What the minister what would the right. minister have done? You're nice. never getting my vote again. We're too nice. We're yeah. too nice. I'm too coward. That's why I like the shit they say. I I ain't arguing with no more black people that Harry Tubman would have shot, Joe. Man. You know what I'm saying? Like, That's real life. Like, all right, man. In that nuance, though, I think, just like I say all the time, too, though, right? You keep pouring cream in the coffee, you ain't got coffee no fucking more. So as that lineage disseminates down from, let's say, that King, Malcolm, Farrakhan line, what's the next generation get? Which bothers the shit out of me from, like, I guess from the crack generation, my generation on, right? Because the, you could see, visually see, the values have shifted. Oh, for sure. Right? Before, again, right, we have such short memories, right? I was born in 76, but you got, what, 68 King was killed? They still had nigga don't drink from this water fountain. So the lines was clearly defined, right? But here I come eight years later and fuck bitches get money. It's the energy. You understand what I'm saying? It's the energy, and it breeds something different. And even then, we was on the cusps. So we was at least sharing the space with motherfuckers who was like, had some sense. Yeah. Question for you, for y'all. Do you think we need a a leader like Dr. King now? Do you think that would be beneficial to us to have that? Maybe maybe it's just not one, but leaders, right? Like the exes, the, the kings. Do we think that will help? I think we do. I don't think we will. I don't even think we can produce that person anymore because of the way media works now. Mm, that's a good point. I think we do, though, because I think we need a hero and a villain. And I think we need people who will shape those ideas of the hero and the villain. I, I definitely think we do. I was thinking about how, um, I forget if it was you two or her, but mentioning, I think it was her, mentioning just like the different groups, you know, the alphas, the church leader, like all these people, and even you, Ashley, being the connector from the, on a, I guess, a political kind of standpoint of how we call it. Um, but somebody needs to be able to connect all those dots. And I think they tried to do it because even we saw when, um, I think it was last year with the voting, they had like all the rappers or whatever like that. All the different rappers were getting out trying to tell people to vote because it appealed to that group. Um, to your point, Herb, where you're saying like LeBron, the LeBrons and all these people that um, came out and chastised um, Kyrie Irving, those are the leaders, and I'm using, you know, air quotes of those groups. So if these people are weak in there, it's like we probably have them in those different areas, but if those people are, you know, it's like when you say with your partner or whatever, if you're in a relationship, don't check me. I'm not going to check you in front of nobody. I got your back right. to the end. We talked about it on another episode, actually, when we talked mm-hmm. about our kids, mm-hmm. and I'll check you behind closed doors. We're not standing on one front. You no. know what I mean? No. Like, I'm not going to check you, we my off friend, all any the time. of y'all. I got your back in front of everybody. If I think you're wrong, I'm going to tell you that 
behind closed doors. We off cold all the fucking time. It's the set. It's the one issue. I'm gonna ask y'all though, who is black leadership today? Unfortunately, it's athletes and entertainers. That's the problem. But their their leadership is a reflection of our values, though. Agree. And they're only leaders because of social media. I think they would be leaders even if social media didn't exist. I really? think our values is is money. rooted in money and bullshit. Yeah, money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you know late nineties late nineties would have been the same. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think so. It's- late nineties it would have been the same, but do you all feel like in the late nineties we had like it was better as far as where leadership goes and us having you know somebody that we could look at as the superhero? I don't think that I don't think there's ever been well in the late nineties. I was born in ninety one, so I'm just gonna speak from from my thought. But I think there were never like there was not a superhero, but like Reverend. Jeremiah right, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think there were people that started to take the charge, at least citywide, right? Nationwide. And we shut them different. down. Yeah. And we shut them down. I say the culture was different, though, right? I was here, like, mm-hmm. and old enough to engage, okay. right? Like, Beasley wasn't just good education. It was good black education. Mm-hmm. Yep. Kenwood just wasn't good education. Whitney Young, for that matter, wasn't just good education. It was good black education. Yeah. Today, Whitney Young ain't good black education. Yeah. Right? That, that changes a lot of shit. You understand what I'm saying? Like, High Park was the epicenter of the South Side for black folk. Mm-hmm. High Park is still the epicenter of the South Side, but not for black, black folk. Yeah. You know what I mean? All of those things change everything. Right? Like, I, I said all the time, like, when I was young, man, you white folks was like Bigfoot. Like, you heard about them, but you ain't see the motherfuckers. Yep. Mm-hmm. They, they didn't really exist. So, I lived in a legitimate black metropolis. Right, and because of who my father was, I find myself on 79th Street at the final call, sitting down with Faircon at a very young age. I find myself at Operation Push on Saturdays very early. Like I'm, and I'm in the hood with folks in them. Yeah. So I'm having this wealth of experience. Right. I don't see too many. Ch- my children don't. Have, well, at some levels, my children have that experience, but I'm anchored in. They friends ain't having them experiences. Yeah. Because they friends' parents ain't my age. Then they're not anchored in. They're anchored in the other shit. Yeah. Right? My f- my son's best friend's mama's a multi-millionaire. It's the truth. Selling bush. I don't want to say that. Selling products on the internet. Selling beauty. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But anchored into what? I mean, granted, shit, I, don't, I, don't, I didn't come up knowing no multi-millionaires. Yeah. So it's a different experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the value system is anchored in something very something different, different. Right? She got a big-ass crib with two people living there. My son, like, daddy, you kick me out. I got a room over here. Fuck you. <laughs> right? But what are your values anchored to? Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem, too. It's everything. Everybody is scrambling. Everybody's trying to get to the next level. Everybody's trying to attain something, a legacy. You know, I'm not saying it like that, like a legacy, but that's what mm-hmm. that's the word that so many people use. Yeah. And I don't know that they really are trying to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even understand what that means, like. I think that there's just no real value in blackness, like as we see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we don't really view it that way as being this valuable thing that is worth holding on to, that's worth fighting for, it's worth telling the truth about, right? Everything else is like worth sweeping that shit under the rug. Like, hey, hey I know. Be quiet though, bro. Like, well, don't don't rattle the cage like that. We getting money over here. You but know what I mean? We, how do we show each other that our blackness is valuable? Yeah. I, I, 
How do we do that? It's a really, really good question, but I think it's going. It, it comes down to being able to show and prove, right? And so I think that oftentimes we get into these conversations and we tend to place the blame on those amongst us who are completely oblivious, unaware, or or at at best unwilling to stand on their blackness. And why would you blame them? Like they they not even in the fucking game. They also they clearly have decided they on some other shit. Whether that's willful ignorance or they made a choice, they've decided they on some other shit. So why we blame them for why we losing the game? That's like blaming the nigga at the end of the bench for lose. That nigga didn't even play. The niggas on the court got to play together. And hopefully if we start playing together, motherfuckers will watch like, oh shit. That way do kind of work. They did score some points. All right, now I want to get in the game. Put me in, coach. I'm ready now. I see what we on. But we tend to blame the people on the sidelines like, nah, like I get it. But everybody that's already in the game, we got to show what that unity looks like. We got to be willing to put that skin in the game and start from the bottom and push it together, be it in, in, in agriculture, in education, in economic, whatever the fuck it is, put our shit what we talking about. And other than that, I don't I don't know how to how to how to go at that group that's just completely unaware. I, I really, really don't. Um, other groups understand it, man. We talking, we, we we was gonna talk about the the white teacher in Texas who openly told his classroom like, "We're the superior, we're the superior race, bro." I don't, I know I'm talking to a classroom full of young black kids, but as a middle aged white man, I'm telling y'all, this is the shit. Y'all ain't really us, and stood on it. Don't give a fuck. He see their camera phones out, all that shit. I don't care. Fuck that shit. This job ain't more important. None of that is more important than me staying on code and staying on brand that we is the shit and y'all niggas ain't. We don't got it like that. Though. And you have uh, met a beautiful woman yes. who just couldn't recognize that she was beautiful. Yes, more than not. Right. I've been told that. So I was listening to something about body dysmorphia or some shit today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like these motherfuckers is going to get 1,800 surgeries and coming out looking like Elephant man. Yeah. Right? But before you went to the doctor the first time, you was fucking beautiful. Mm -hmm. But no matter what, nobody tells you until you love you. That's it. That shit don't matter. Don't matter. That's, that's yeah. real life. That shit don't matter. Which is why I get into the conversation of putting cases on all you motherfuckers. Because mm -hmm. the very first job of a politician is to be a servant of the people. Yeah. Right? And if you're going to serve a specific group of people, you got to love a motherfucker you serving. And if you can't even speak to me, you don't love me. If you can't love you, you can't, can't love, love nobody me. Else. Facts. Like blank period. Right. So right. So again, and love is also contagious. Mm, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. So when you get a why I write fair con every motherfucking time, it's because I know that man love me. Yeah. Yeah. And he ain't got to put a bid in the room for no office. Yeah. I know I can write your name. That's good. Yeah. Period. The other motherfucker love hundreds, fifties, tens, and twenties. Mm -hmm. That ain't me. Right? And that's what we've grown to love in the last 40 years. Hundreds, tens, twenties, and fifties. Because that's what we think creates value. And it doesn't. We're seeking that outside validation because we don't have the internal, internal. validation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Period. So as a servant of the people, you should have the testicular fortitude yes. 
right? To stand in front of whatever community and speak truth. Yeah. I ain't asking you to lie on my behalf. Nigga, but I can see that this is a fucking volcano in front of me. You can't see this volcano? This is, that, that ain't hot. You telling me it's just hot? That ain't hot. Bitch, it's lava. <laughs> I see this shit. No, you don't. You tell you know, you gonna pissing on my head and telling me it's raining. I'm supposed to be like, okay. You gonna believe me or you gonna believe your lying ass? You gonna believe ass me or your lying ass? Like I'm a girl you cheat though. <laughs> right. Fuck out of here, man. Hey, what me? Fuck out of here. <laughs> right? What me? So <laughs> it, it's a very it's it's a nuanced conversation, but it's it's rooted in love, and love creates courage. Yeah. It just fucking do. Yeah. It, it does. Right? So no courage. when Kyrie has some fucking Gumption when Colin Kaepernick has some fucking gumption when Kanye has some gumption even at, with all the wrong he does the people like I'm fucked with dude it, it, but the, what's so frustrating for me about it is it would only take one simultaneous flex of our collective to make the impact that we seek just one one fucking time one, can we st- I don't yes. give a fuck what it is I don't give a fuck what you want to pick out I don't care who you want to pick out, what brand, what league, what city, I don't, whatever. One time, can we just flex collectively? Everybody at the same time, flex our muscles just to fucking see. And then if I'm wrong, you be like, see, shit see. didn't work. Let me get back to hustling. Yes. Then go ahead. What's then- crazy about that is we do flex, not on the right stuff, mm-hmm. but we flex on the wrong stuff all the time. Oh. Black Twitter, I know people didn't think it's a real thing. It go up. All the time. It That's where up. most people get their content from. So we do it on the wrong things. It's about everything you just said. It's just we don't we don't use that power to do the right things. And part of it is not being taught. Part of it is the survival yep. thing. But I, I think we're gonna have to. To your point about yep. poverty, like That's I, I think Trump it's gonna get way worse than it is now. And I am a I am obsessed with understanding climate change, mm-hmm. and I know that's not sexy enough to talk about. Oh, it's going to be sexy we, when the motherfucking ocean on hosted. What? It's going to be ridiculous. How is the ocean on? We ain't even buying no ocean. When it's okay. on hosted, okay. holla at me. They had a map of like what Chicago would look like in the next, what was that, 20 plus years. Chicago can turn into a swamp. Right. First of all, everything east of State Street is already like on top of the fucking water. Fact. You know what I mean? It, I think they had to pull Chicago up at some point because we were yes. like at sea level. But climate change is really going to affect who? Black people first. Yeah, I know everything I, hit us first fact. and worse and worse. So I mean, it's, it's going to take. It's sad, but I hope it doesn't get to this point. But it, it may will. take some. It's going to take. It's going to take some catastrophic to, shit. For motherfuckers to realize what rock bottom is. And I've been yeah. be saying that's like, but people like, if this ain't rock bottom, I was like, I think it's rock bottom, but right. clearly the collective does not because if they did, we'd move differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that rock bottom is just going to have to come up at you. And I don't care if it comes in the form of Donald Trump. If the, the earth is going earth, ain't nobody fucking with that. So I don't know what they got planned for politics and business and educate. They can do all they want. They ain't got shit for mother nature. When she says it's up, it's, it's up. Done. So shout out to Salim Muwakil. Yes, all honor respect S- to you. Salim made a statement one time, and I thought it was beautiful, and it, it, it kind of related to you know climate change and the polarity of black people all simultaneously. Mm-hmm. And he was like, on some spiritual, esoteric kind of shit. He was like, because black people won't stand in a proper polarity, the planet is going to continue to suffer. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that's some real shit. And I think the further we get away from my proper polarity, and this gets into the Kyrie conversation, this gets into the Kanye conversation, and I'm not one to get into that conversation because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't give a fuck about religion. 
It ain't my thing. Right? Uh I'm 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 with my feet out like Herb says. You know what I mean? I that's I don't care about that story. Gotcha. But if you do care, right, and if that shit is real to you where you saying you the chosen people, then you got a job to do. You know what I mean? You got a fucking job to do. And if you don't stand in the polarity of being the chosen people, then you just a fucking bitch. Right? Mm. And the devil or whomever you see as the boogeyman oh, is going to run a fucking muck. Mm. It just is what the fuck it is. Mm. Right? I, I said pre-1960, black people were the moral, the, 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 the moral, the moral compass. compass of America. Because mm-hmm. that's mm. all the fuck America had as a moral compass. Mm. That's all we had access to. Right, we didn't have no. This is fuck. right. This is wrong. This, we ain't got no money. We ain't got but no we money. Right we ain't wrong. got no access. We ain't got no resources. Stop killing us, motherfucker. We are the moral epicenter of really f- the world. Mm-hmm. Right, and and in that vein, maybe you are the chosen people. Right, maybe you are because you can see. We get right. Me. Think about this shit. I say this shit too. Right, we think about King's March on Washington at the time. King marched on Washington. There's not another man on the planet that could call for that to happen. At the time, Farrakhan called for a march on Washington. It was not another man on the planet that could call to make that happen. Think about the power that these two men within a, a, a lifetime that they shared. These motherfuckers is in similar age brackets. Mm-hmm. Right? They, I, I was there with Farrakhan. It was more than a million motherfuckers there. Mm-hmm. For sure. Right? King didn't have, they, I don't know what the numbers is because they was lying about Farrakhan. So I really don't know what the numbers was with King. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But my point is, who's the next most popular motherfucker in the world? The Pope? Right. He can't move them numbers, B. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody buy tickets to that nigga concert like that. <laughs> so it's something about our energy. Hope live in yeah. concert. You know what I mean? Right. It's something about it's our something. energy. It's something. Right? But just What's like it? anything else, if you operating off kilter or off balance, man, you're going to suffer the consequences. Facts. We don't have people that don't know. Don't nobody cheat you. That Nobody that can beat you fair and square cheat you, G. You don't cheat on the test that you already know the answers to. You only cheat a motherfucker because you don't think I can beat you any other way. And so all these obstacles placed in our way designed to ensure our failure or destruction should be proof positive. Nigga, you fucking dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody going to go out their way to put all this shit in, 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 as a roadblock to you if they don't think you can get to the end on your own. Sure. So... You just got to understand You're that. You're not hated for nothing. Hell no. You're not hated for nothing. And no. that's what we need to realize. And when we talk about valuing ourselves, if we could wrap our heads around that and realize it, then we could be much more unified and powerful. Well, but, the problem is, to your point about love, right? Like, we don't have hope. Like, I think if you look at some of these communities, like all of us, I mean, black people don't have a monolithic experience. But if you look at some of these communities, they've lost hope, whether it's, I mean, it's I argue early. that too, though. Really? I think we got a monolithic than a motherfucking experience. In some ways, right? I guess I mean, old block sixty third street, forty mm-hmm. third, two million dollar houses. Them niggas go to the same schools. Fair, fair. I I still take my stance because I think they vary. I think. Even my experience, I grew up in Beverly, mm-hmm. um, 97. I like how Tool's body language try to convince people. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. I'm though. listening to your bullshit. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's bullshit. 
I love it. You so just waiting to in, come back. In Beverly at a time where it was like one black family on each block or whatever. And I, for example, I didn't start watching black movies until I got to college because I got made fun of. And some of the stuff that I learned later in life, I didn't have that experience. And I didn't grow up like Silver Spoon, but I, I grew up a little bit more wealthy than some of my counterparts at the time. So I didn't have the same experience or some of the memes we see on social media like I don't get the reference to so that's what I mean I do think we have a lot more in common than different but because our different experiences and life that has happened I think a lot of our communities have lost hope I grew up on 95th street 95th mm-hmm. okay. and my family kind of spanned the gamut from damn near the manor to at least hosted okay at least well not even hosted let's say Vincennes okay them niggas on 95th and Ashton was always a problem for us. Yeah. Right? Charles is the next street. That's mm-hmm. Beverly. You know what I mean? So, and, and Beverly's insulated, nice. right? In a different kind of way, though. Yeah. I will say that, right? As you get to that yeah. far southwest Mount Greenwood, it's, it's a different, it's almost like Chicago adjacent, almost. Yeah, yeah. no, I get it. You know it. what I mean? And, it, and it's kind of always been that. But even in the, in the real scheme of things, Right, your mama sent your ass to Jules. Them niggas on Ashton shoot shit up. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? In the yeah. in the big scheme of things, of what makes a community a community, our our experience is very monolithic, very monolithic. I get both. Yeah, I, but to that, I'm gonna push back too. Yes. My mom didn't go to that Jules, right? We went to the Oak Lawn Evergreen Park side of things, right? So I, I think we have shared. West. Yeah, I went the other way, and I didn't realize some of this stuff till I grew up too. Mm-hmm. So Longwood I agree. Groceries facts that way so I, I i agree with you like i came across i mean the people i went to high school with i mean not high school with uh grammar school with it was a private school whatever so i grew up around people that that had more urban experiences or whatever but i was still learning and i didn't realize a lot of stuff till i got older so I, I agree with you to an extent but my experience for example this small 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 survey example uh my experience was a little bit different i think there are some you know controllable factors like you know, a grocery store choice or a school choice. And I think there are some other factors that are not of our own choice. Like you drive down the street, police get behind you. It could be the same experience as the motherfuckers on 63rd. You know what I mean? So um, some of it we can, you know, make some small choices about some of them not. So I I, I, I get both of y'all on that. Um, before we get up out of here, uh, and actually, thank you so much for coming. Of course, like, this man, is great. Really Y'all gotta be you. thinking really, about really, really <laughs> appreciate you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, I just I, we gotta get to a space where we can just value our own shit and see real, real value in it. And people been up in arms right now. I guess the American Music Awards like canceled or rejected or dismissed Chris Brown. He was supposed to perform there, and I saw the clip. Of the rehearsal and they was finna go crazy. They, they was on yeah. some Michael Jackson shit. They was moonwalking. They like sure short- Michael Jackson tribute, I guess, that was supposed to happen. Dude is hella talented. Chris Brown, hella, hella, hella talented. Like that shit was finna just watching the rehearsal, they was finna fucking snap. Like, um, but to the point of being up in arms about it, and I think he ended up winning, you know, best male R and B, something or another. But just in terms of people always being up in arms about that shit when we don't win a Grammy or an Oscar or the American Music Award so that you can't come perform. Stop. Why the fuck you care? Like, stop needing that kind of validation. Stop needing them to validate 
our shit. I don't need no white person to tell me that Chris Brown can dance and sing his ass off. I don't need them to tell me that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't need them to tell me that fucking Denzel Washington is the dopest actor acting. I don't need... I don't need Nan Oscar to, to validate that for me. Not for him, not for Halle Berry, not for none of that shit. But when it happens, this is a whole big old thing. We got to go up there and we got to cry. And this is for Dorothy Dandridge. This ain't for shit. This ain't for shit. Fuck them. We been knew you was cold. We never needed that. We knew Dorothy Dandridge was cold. We didn't fucking need that shit. But we get so upset about it all the fucking time when it don't happen. It's like, hey, man, stop seeking that fucking outside external validation. Find the internal validation, which will allow you to love you, which will then allow you to love me. That will fucking spread. We can go block by block and build our shit. Hey, I must say there's a reason they put in God we trust on the dollar bill. Yep. Yep. So I don't think it's about the AMA. Yeah, but once I win the AMA, or I win the Oscar, or I win the Grammy, my price go up. My numbers go up. Right? I was telling the motherfucker today, just like I said, Beasley gave me a, a superior black education. Yeah. Right? Me going to Beasley... And the kind of little kid I was, I used to get kicked off the school bus all the time. So I was a little nigga on the low end, traveling the low end, experiencing the low end. And the low end at that time was the low end. Projects is right across the street. You know what I'm saying? It was it was in Bronzeville. It was the low end. The dirty low. Yes, it was. You understand what I'm saying? It was in there. But them gray stones and them brown stones was all still there. And niggas were scared to get out the car. And now it's a destination location. What changed other who des- then who desires those gray stones that you once had? So our value is still in proximity to white people's ideas. Mm. Fuck out of here. You already had this shit for the low. You could have got a gray stone for $25 then. Mm-hmm. And able to kick in the backyard for five more. <laughs> <laughs> $30. It's $30. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because don't nobody want to be here. I remember it. Yeah. Me too. Don't. Man, that motherfucking building. What's that building right there on 47th? The, the, the Carter. The, the Oswald. The, uh, the Carter. Right. The Carter. That motherfucker was vacant for 44 years. The Carter. Now that Rosenwald. shit is. The Rosenwald. I'm talking about Oswald. Now that shit is swanky and bougie. Man, you don't get the fuck on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amen. Oh my God, you niggas. It bees what it bees. <laughs> I mean, I wish I knew some of the things. Um, I wish I would have learned a little bit. Or, I mean, I was young, I guess, but I I would have grabbed so many. Because, like, even on King Drive, those gray stones, I've always wanted one of those joints. Yeah, but it's not, it, it wasn't desirable. But I so, always wanted them. So imagine having these type of conversations right. with somebody and already having it, like, in your mind. Like, I wasn't raised with all of this. Blackly, yeah. black, black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because my daddy was working. Most of the time we wasn't. Yeah. Our, our, our aspirations was to get in proximity to whiteness. Yeah. So it wasn't to go buy a crib on 35th and King Drive. It was get the farthest away from 35th and King Drive as you possibly the fuck can. Yeah. I think I told you this when it happened. I had a life change moment probably like five years ago. I think I came in and told your ass. I'm standing, you know what the nigga said, loose squares under the L long. On 43rd. Yeah. So, this is a hot spot for niggas getting shot. Niggas getting shot right here. It's a liquor store. Niggas selling loose squares. Dope. It's the, this the hood hood. Under the green line? Under the green line. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. 43rd, 47th, 51st, all this. Matter of fact, it was 47th. It wasn't 43rd. And I'm standing out there early, early in the morning where niggas shouldn't even be outside. 
You understand what I'm saying? Y'all should have just went in the house a couple you hours ago. You should have just been in the house a couple hours ago. <laughs> okay? And I saw a white woman running, jogging mm-hmm. west. Mm-hmm. Fuck me up. If she was jogging east, I'd have been completely comfortable. She just went a little too far. <laughs> now she got to get back like, to that yeah, I get it. <laughs> but this motherfucker was going west. She I got said, another jogger's life. Oh, oh, it's over. She sure. realized she was too right, far. Oh, I gotta go to oh, shit. I saw it's over. She oh, they west. can't. They're here. They're here. <laughs> <laughs> alert. Alert, bitches. Alert. <laughs> this is not a drill. This, this is not thing. a drill. Help this is the real thing. Help me. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, shit. She was too comfortable. I say, nobody gonna rob her nothing. <laughs> nope. nope. Right. The and, fuck? and not, and nope. And nope. Not, and not, not gonna touch him. Not. That's crazy. And not gonna touch him. Out on the boulevard, right there on Drexel, sun tanning. Yeah. You know, it ain't, it ain't no it ain't no sand right there. Nah. Just on a. Just, just cooling. Just laid out on the grass. It's called comfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is their shit and they know it. Mm-hmm. And your black ass ain't gonna threaten it. Not from the not from the, the behind the desk at ESPN, Stephen A. Smith, and not from the motherfucking corner of 39th and Cottage Grove. You not y'all gonna threaten I don't give a fuck who you are, you ain't gonna threaten it. So that, suck my dick. Unhold, they they walk around like that. Yeah. They walk around like suck my dick. But that's I but that's not it's their fault, but that's nah, that kind of ties into I, that conversation about black people. We're gonna touch each other, but it makes perfect sense. A, yeah, that's a... It makes perfect sense. I don't have no issue with it. Yeah. Make perfect sense. What else would they do? It should be yeah. like that for all of us. But, you know, I guess we... I know we finna get out of here, but I think for me, though, because of the... I understand the value the value of the consciousness of Black Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because it's deeper than just the geography of the population. There's a consciousness yeah. of Black Chicago that, really, that can be duplicated in a lot because of, of ways history. dictates the consciousness of the black world. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Right? We we minimize shit because we be ignorant, but King's influence on world politics, like since King's existence, every other motherfucker has mimicked and modeled his model, mm-hmm. which was birthed out of our energy. And that's not just Chicago, that's just American blackness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? But then the predecessors of that have all been Chicago motherfuckers. The predecessors of that energy has all been Chicago motherfuckers. And I've lived a few other places. And just from a, you know, and I was, you know, maturing through those processes. Like as a child, you could recognize these niggas ain't like me or my niggas. Yeah. This is different, right? And their identities early on, I recognized, was rooted in some shit I couldn't relate to. Right, I remember G. No bullshit. I've been places and lived places where, we, at 15, 16, you recognize that when black people walk past white people, they put their head down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That shit still happens. I, I'm sure, but coming from Chicago, it's like the fuck. Yeah. yeah. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? What I'm no, one hundred percent. There's an energy attached to that. Yeah. Right. And <laughs> as this geography, this on the map, as this shit breaks apart and them people get sprinkled out, them cultures ain't gonna shift when those people get there. Them people gonna acquiesce. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. And when that happens, then we'll really be a monolith. Yeah, fact. You know, then we really be a monolith. Closing remarks from you, Miss Munson. It's got a lot of work to do, man. I know. I don't know. I love these conversations because you get to hear people's different perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. But also, like. Remix. Right? I know I'm in a unique position. I feel like I'm always in the middle. I feel like I'm a bridge. 
It's a, great, um, it's a great place to be. Yeah, it's a hard place to be. It's a very tough place to be. It's a tough place to be. I don't take it for granted either, but this causes me to think like, one of the reasons I don't want to run for office right now is like, what can I do outside of that? Mm-hmm. I feel like my whole assignment on this earth is to get into a system and blow it up, mm-hmm. period. Um, mm-hmm. Now, that that sounds easier said than done, sure. maybe, but it just puts me in a position to reflect, like, what am I doing? What do I need to tighten up? What do I need to change? And who do I need to be around? I mean, to your point about King, I mean, he moved to the West Side and sat with the vice lords in his apartment like, yo, what's up? That what do matters. I need to do? A person with that power to sit with, I guess, some of the city's dangerous folks, whatever. Like, I don't know if I want to be that specifically, but I am, like Erica said, I am connected to a lot of the different groups. So what can I do on my my level to help my community? You know, so that's 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 my thought. And I think overall is as black people, we just got to do better. We got to be proactive than reactive and finding ways where we can get your average day Joe that looks like me to Mm -hmm. care because it it's going if it doesn't matter to anybody now it's gonna matter very 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 soon yeah Yeah. no the 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 malcolm x gotta meet with the bumpy johnsons like that's just what it is like that's just what it is and those two worlds need to be in concert for us to be as effective as we seek to be that is what that is what we do that is why the moniker of our show is intellectual thuggery right it's 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 both it's this dichotomy that just needs to exist in perfect harmony really without shunning one side or the other and you know that is what we do that's why we so grateful to have you here and you know anything that we can do because we we can we don't we don't mind getting out we can get dirtier than you need to get not that you can't get dirty Mm -hmm. but we we can get dirtier than you need to get Mm -hmm. um and so that speaks to another moniker that we don't use as much as we should be we used to use it a lot more but We used to say the only question that matters in manhood is can you whoop my ass, though? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And no one can maintain the whole power over you if they can't whoop your ass. And that's physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever it is. However, you, wherever you anchored in, you got to be fully anchored in. And I'm speaking directly to black men. Like, we have a role to play. Yeah. Right? And that role to play is be what God ordained you to be. And that's motherfucking warriors. In every sense of the word. So when your black politician ass can get on somebody's stage and not mention black people or not mention the truth of the black experience, fuck you. Period. Thank y'all so very much for tuning in to this edition of Herb and Two. Ashley, where can people keep up with you? Where can they follow your work? Where can they contribute to your causes? Yeah, first... Just grateful to be here. Um, these are really great conversations and glad you are having these. These are needed. They're needed more than you guys probably know. Mm. Um, so I'm grateful to really be here, honestly. Um, social media. So I'm mainly on Instagram. I have a website today with Munson.com, which has like the show I was telling you guys about. Yeah. Um, some information there. Can't wait to see that too. It sounds super dope. Ooh, I was terrified. And I'm I'm funny by Do it like, scared. You know? Oh, I did. Yeah. I did. I was terrified. Um, but social media, Ashley and Munson. I think that's my Twitter too, but that's where I post a lot of content and my website will be updated for the next show in the next coming month. So Ashley M as in mom. Yeah, Ashley M as in mom, uh Munson M U N S O N. So again, thank you so much for taking the time. It was an absolute pleasure. Come back. And we really enjoyed you, Ashley. Yeah. I enjoyed you guys. Thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly. Real life. We will be back for Relationship Friday. Make sure y'all tune in. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to this particular conversation today. What? 
No, I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say that. I'm going to refresh. Let's just leave it on the high note, okay? <laughs> Let's not go back into... I, it was burning in my soul. <laughs> Let's not go back down there, okay? We're up here now. Let's just stay up here and bleed. You exactly what I want to talk about. I don't. Well, okay. I, I don't want to wait. Just wait. I'm okay? not going to say it. I ain't going to say it. Thank y'all. As always, y'all's input was valued. It was certainly appreciated. If you have not done so, please like, subscribe, set the reminder so you can get the alerts when the show goes live, and check out the Patreon. The Patreon is live now, too. If you want to catch the uh, Relationship Friday show live for next week's Relationship Friday, it will be live on Tuesday night. You don't have to wait till Friday to catch it. You can watch it live as we record it, which means you get it raw and unedited. Um, that is available uh, on the Patreon site So again thank y'all so much Shout out to E4O She is the dopest producer In the podcast game Shout out to Jake Here we All of the hard work Behind the camera My Huge thanks to our special guest uh, Before you came on Jamal through. denounced white people I just wanted you to do <laughs> he, he did it for everybody He said I Jamal Johnson No Jackson Not Johnson I'm changing your name and shit I did that was white people. He said it. That's why I fuck with you. I'm gonna get uh, a Jake tattoo one day. I have so much to say about that, but I absolutely <laughs> love Jake. Um, shout out to Jake for doing the hard work. Special thanks to Ashley for coming through. For two, my name is Herb. Y'all be good to each other. Peace. Salam alaikum.